Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Chuck, stop! Don't go, or if you have to leave, let me come with you. I appreciate the concern. Oh, you don't. You don't appreciate anything today, but I don't care. Whatever you're going through, I want to be there for you. We talked about this. You are not my girlfriend. And me. You are you. Chuck and Blair. Blair and Chuck. Worst thing you've ever done. Darkest thought you've ever had. I will stand by you through anything. And why would you do that? Because I love you! Well, that's too bad. Hey, Upper Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt, I am one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Season 2, Episode 14 of Gossip Girl, In the Realm of Basses. But I am not here by myself, because... That's the problem with an open invitation. You can't keep out the hoi polloi, such as my co-host, Brendan Ruffle. Hello. I am your co-host, of course, the Creepy Uncle Podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream, Heidi Lahota Cream Nation, recording live from the Crematorium. Uh, I don't know what a, a hoi polloi is. Should I have got, gathered nor, that from this? <laughs> nor, nor do I, but uh, by the way, Chuck said it. I used context clues to make it, to you know, tell myself that it is not something you want to be. <laughs> Chuck okay. refers to Dan as the hoi polloi when, when he comes in. The hoi polloi. All right. I'm going to start using that All right. well, incorrectly. Of uh, the listeners can't hear because, Brendan, you edit, you're editing it out this time, but Bebop is barking already, telling us to get on track. <laughs> he really wants us Be- to uh, stop bantering and get going. The fans love we, Bebop. Uh, they do. And took, we an ep- took an episode off last week, of course, but he's back for course, this week. Yes, he's back. He's back as our... <laughs> we, uh, Promoted into official producer, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. He's going to be in every other kind of guest, though, every other episode. He's in our sound room. He's uh, he's editing. He's, he's got the sound He's on the ones board. and twos. He's making sure our levels are all right. Zeros, and, yeah. uh, and he's telling us to get going because we have an iconic guest with us. After last week, it was just the two of us for the first time in a while. We're back on schedule with the great guests. And, I mean, this is one of the greatest of them all. I've been so excited to get to this podcast so that we wow. can talk to my great friend, Haley Strong. Haley, how are you doing? Uh, I just want to say I am deeply thrilled uh, after bullying you guys for um, the duration of this podcast to come on it, even though I, before today, have not seen a single second of Gossip Girl, <laughs> I just wanted to hang out. Yeah, and <laughs> we to wanted to hang out with you. Yeah, so that that's that's perfect. We have made it clear that starting with this season, uh, you do not have to have seen Gossip Girl to be a guest on this show. 
I'm sorry, that was a rule before. Like, I promise I'm going to go back and listen to all of these podcasts, but I just wanted to, like, come and on with, like, fresh eyes. Um, I might know. actually just watch the whole series, honestly. I mean, okay. go for it. If I mean, I'm, hopefully this one hooked you. In, in season one, we only had on guests that uh, that had seen the show. I, may, I don't think we'd made a call yet if we wanted to delve into the people who had not seen, but we started doing that this season, and it, it's been great. It makes for uh, fun, you know? yeah. Yeah, so some of the best episodes are people who have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah, I mean, see, I feel like I fall in a, a cute little Venn diagram here of, like, Very I've cute. never seen an episode, but I know everything about this show. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, that's great. Um, that was how, uh, that was how Colin was as well when he, because he had, he had, like, binged a few episodes back in the day and then never watched again. So he still kind of knew all of the characters and everything and everything that kind of happens, but had was definitely not up to date on what he was he was watching for this so uh similar energies here yeah. um usually i will ask the guest um you know their gossip girl story when they started watching and everything but since you had not have never watched Haley, uh, i instead i will ask you um why did you never watch <laughs> <laughs> that's the other I, question <laughs> i think the, I th honestly i think the biggest reason is i probably didn't get the channel Ooh, uh, the CW this, not making its way to, to your TV station. No, anything on the CW was really hard to find up here in Canada. Um, but it, I don't know. I just, I never got around to it. And honestly, I hadn't read any of the books either. And I am a big reader and I, mm -hmm. I did love this kind of genre in, um, in, in the YA fiction sphere. Like I read all of the Pretty Little Liars books. I feel like I mm -hmm. read anything that was kind of similar to this, but I never read any of the Gossip Girls and I never watched the show. And like, I really do think it would have been something I would have loved as a teen. But like I said, it just wasn't, I don't think it was really available for me. Yeah, I, I, I get that. I loved the show so much that I got the first book and I did not love the book. So I stopped stopped with that endeavor. But I also just did not watch CW shows for whatever reason until, I mean, Gossip Girl may have been my first one and it was well after uh, it was actually on the air. So I don't know, something about the CW, they got to get their shit together to uh, really, really hook us here. Yeah, yeah. I think I only watched like America's Next Top Model CW, but <laughs> I don't even know how I watched that. Like I, I really, I, it just like appeared to me in a fever dream, I guess. Yep. Probably illegally if I had to guess. Yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> oh, well, let's get in to the episode, Haley Strong's very first Gossip Girl episode, hopefully first of many. Uh, with Chuck missing since his father's funeral, Jack arrives on the Upper East Side to help Chuck pick up the messy pieces, but first he has to find him. Trying her best to forget her last painful exchange with Chuck, Blair focuses her attention on being accepted into the most prestigious ladies club in the city, the Colony Club. Jenny returns to Constance Billard and immediately takes on Penelope and her posse of mean girls, and no one is going down without a valiant Gossip Girl-worthy fight. Meanwhile, after Serena tells Dan about her recent breakup, they decide to get back together. There's no Nate and no Vanessa in this episode, so unfortunately Haley did not get to meet those oh. two uh, lovely characters who everyone loves. Especially Vanessa, everyone's favorite. Um, who plays Vanessa? Uh, Jessica Zor. Oh, and you know what? I thought the other girl was Jessica Zor. Uh, which other girl? The one, the mean leader. The mean oh, oh, no. girl leader. Penelope? No, no. No, yeah. Uh, Do they not Jessica's look alike? No, um not particularly cool 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 i just assumed that was jessica zor yeah no it, it was not jessica zor was not in this episode she plays vanessa and is uh pretty universally despised except for yeah. uh except for mel sullivan and her and her gang of followers who yeah, vanessa is just a different kind of mean 
Yeah, Vanessa's. I don't know. I, I don't want to get into Vanessa. We, we were blessed yeah, to not we, have her in this right, episode. Right. So. We're not going to go into it. Um, we don't have to today, so we'll enjoy that. Brendan, of, Brendan, of course, I have to ask you. Uh, this episode was called In the Realm of Basses. Do you have any idea what this um, title is a reference to? Is it uh, my favorite porn in the realm of asses? Oh, wow. Are we going to get at, uh, in the season two ra- <laughs> ranking, uh, the season two wrap up your ranking of favorite porns? Yeah, we're, we're going to get my top 10 porns by the end of this season. Yeah. Okay, great. Good to know. Um, is that your official answer? or uh, That's all I have, honestly. I, I that's really all you have? Yeah. All right. So uh, you're going to go back to 500. You're now 7 for 14 on the season. Okay. The title is in reference to the 1976 film In the Realm of Senses. Uh, in the Realm of I the forget. Senses. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. I have no idea what it is. So it I don't like one of those that, that I would have no chance at. Yeah. Uh, Haley, are you familiar with the classic film In the Realm of the Senses? Seven movies, and they're all late <laughs> 90s rom coms and nothing else. Mm. You got to get into those 1976 films, which I'm assuming <laughs> no, not in a the rom com, but. There's like six words in the title of this movie that immediately <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm not. Realm? Senses? The? Forget uh, it. I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> and for that reason, I'm out. So, for In the Realm of Basses, the original air date was January 5th, 2009. So, we are back in the second half of this season. Mid-season hiatus is over. And we have got to find out what is going on with Chuck. And um, as Gossip Girl tells us, we're in the new year. Very grateful to Gossip Girl, always giving us a voiceover, telling us what time of year we are in. We never have to wonder. <laughs> also good for any newcomers jumping in, like Haley. She doesn't have to worry about what time frame we're in. Gossip oh, yeah. Girl's always going to tell us. It's Thanksgiving. It's winter. It's the new year. Every episode, she's just really laying down the setting. So good for her there. Um, <laughs> yeah. We we see how Serena's a big trip to Buenos Aires went. She's dancing with some old men here in this little montage. Yeah, not to be and, seen. Uh, not to be seen. And more on that in a little. As Lonely Boy Dan was alone, and Jenny is now coming back to school. She gives a little iconic strut and twirl past Dan as she leaves her home. And we're going to see Eric and Jenny on their walk to school. Love to see it. And Eric, we do. We love these two best friends back together, going to school, where Jenny belongs. And Eric asks what her dad said when she told him she was coming back. He was so excited, he called Headmistress Queller at home at night on Christmas Eve. I- I'm surprised that- It sounded that, like a joke, but uh, I feel like knowing Rufus, he's such an insane person that he probably actually- no, I didn't, Yeah, I didn't take it as a joke. And I'm surprised that Queller didn't just like refuse to have her back out of spite of <laughs> yeah. Rufus's insanity. Yeah. I guess <laughs> um, mad, mad. As Jenny. I, I, it sounded like she was off doing some international modeling. Is that, uh, she was, uh, is that she the was, case? She was a designer. She designed the, the dresses for the models. Oh, so then why did she come back? Well, she was a big fashion savant and that she gives a little like a uh, one sentence summary of it later. Pretty much what happened is she dropped out of school. She ran away from home. She quit her job and she <laughs> tried and she was succeeding in becoming a 15 year old fashion designer until her, um, you know, partner and the model she worked with that would model all of her clothes decided to uh, get mad at her and take all of her dresses and burn them all. And so Jenny really, really had nowhere to go after that. So she kind of had to come home and uh, and try going back to school again. Yeah. Yeah. You've missed a lot in the last four months, (laughs) Haley. But she's luckily Um, missing an episode uh, where there's no, she's seeing an episode with no Aaron and no Vanessa. She's, she's really got a great, uh, great lineup of characters today. The two worst characters are not here. Um, very, very happy for that. And um, so Eric doesn't understand why Jenny is coming back. But Jenny says, you know, 
despite all of the stuff I, I just said, in addition to that, I guess, she's just ready to be a kid again. And I, I know that Jenny could have succeeded as a big-time 15-year-old fashion di designer, but school is where all the action is. So I'm happy she's back. Brendan, I'm assuming you're happy she's back. Yeah. I think we said something about this a while ago, and we uh, I don't know if it was right when she started doing her whole fashion thing or if it was uh, during the midst of it. I think we were doing some predictions, and I was just hoping that she would eventually get back to school because that's where she really thrives as far as uh, the drama goes, and we were hoping to just see her get back to that Queen Bee spot, and seemingly that's where she's going for uh, today. If she wants it, she could she have it. If she wants it, she could have yeah, it. Yeah, surprisingly, it took a whole, like, half a season to get her back here, but, uh, Ellie, are you excited that Jenny's going back to school? <laughs> Thrilled. I'm excited to see Taylor Momsen before she yes. takes her, like, I hate Gossip Girl nosedive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. so this is great. I've been listening to a lot of the Pretty Reckless uh, recently. Of course, Taylor Momsen's band that she left the show for. And gotta say, great stuff. Every album just full of bangers. What's um, their, like, most popular song? Because I feel like I know one song, but I don't uh, It might be know. Make Me Wanna Die, which came out during uh, while Gossip Girl was still on the air. Um, that's the one that I think of that might be their most popular but i'm not entirely certain oh you know what Haley? i forgot to ask you based on the one episode you've seen who is your favorite and least favorite character oh uh oh um dan is my favorite oh okay pretty good showing for him today uh, um yeah like i feel like probably in other episodes he's more of like i don't know i'm not sure i don't know if i trust him yet but mm. i do love john tucker must die Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I'm partial to Dan. He's very hunky. And I love Easy A. So oh yeah, Penn Badgley's always looking great. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'm say I'm saying my least favorite character is Chuck. Like I think that dude sucks. <laughs> and I don't. And like I'm trying to be cognizant that he is he is dealing with a lot of grief right now. Right. Uh, but he seems like a real asshole, and I you know don't what? think he's a good person to fall in love with. Love the mix. Our last guest, yeah. Sarah, was a huge uh, Chuck and Blair girl. Both of them she loved. Brendan, you're a big Chuck boy. And big so now Chuck we have uh, Ellie here to balance us out here. As, a, yeah. as you know, uh, Chuck has been a little detestable in his yeah. kind of uh, drunken stupor phase right, the last couple of episodes. Right, two episodes of his drunken stupor. I'm pretty sure also at the start of this we see him like smoking opium or something. I'm not sure if that was what that was or not. Believe, um, doesn't he make hash. it clear he's smoking hash? That's what he says, in the, that's what he says when he gets back to school, but like... They looked like some opium pipes. Oh, so you, you think this is a conspiracy? He was actually smoking opium? No, I think that was just a, a whole separate thing. I don't think he brought the opium oh, okay. overseas. Um, oh. oh, I see. Oh, yeah, oh I mean, you mean in the first scene where we yeah, see Chuck six, in like six, that six. little sauna type thing? It was an opium sauna. Yeah. Um. So speak, speaking of is which. That, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to like throughout the episode show what a prude I am and like sheltered being. What is an opium spa wait what did you say well, opium sauna, sauna. <laughs> opium sauna now brendan you brought it up so i'm assuming you've been before <laughs> it's the only kind of sauna i go to i don't know if the two always go together but it looked like a sauna which is something i know and oh, so opium is another <laughs> thing that i know so i put them together because it looked like and you know two, it well <laughs> yeah i know them both well um but it looks like a place where it's just like a basement where you are just smoking a bunch of opium and since it like is a, a downer you get sleepy and you want to take a nap on a cot so that looked like what he was doing all right. Well, I am <laughs> deeply flabbergasted, <laughs> and I don't want you to take it as judgment. It's just I didn't until you said I... that. Oh, sorry. 
Okay, well, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do and lots Brendan, of, that, of course, right? will edit this out. Edit out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, it's like, how is Chuck even going to graduate? He's missed like weeks of school now on multiple occasions because this is the at least second time he has just gone on a plane and left for like a month. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to get the credits required yeah, to, uh, to graduate here. And speaking of which, Eric mentions that he's still MIA uh, since the funeral. Uncle Jack had to go look for him, and Jenny's like, since when does Uncle Jack exist? And it's a good question because in the She's season and a half the of the show so far, you would think that someone would have mentioned him by now. But no, we, we're just finding out about him now. He's Bart's younger brother. He's in charge of like Bass Industries in Australia or something. And uh, he has kind of taken over since uh, there's no parents. No one knows where Jack, uh, where Chuck is. So uh, it's it's up to Uncle Jack here. And Brendan, um, first experience with Uncle Jack. When Charles came on, he mentioned that Uncle Jack was his least favorite character of all time. What is your first impression of good old Uncle Jack? We definitely don't get enough of him to make that call yet for me, but uh, he seems like a really? ball. That guy seems awful. He does. <laughs> no, yeah, but <laughs> when we, he appeared on my screen, like... I was like, no, 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 no. This Brent... guy is bad news. Oh, don't sure. trust him with but, anything. Like, uh, Brent, Brendan's like, let's hold off a no, little. Yeah, let's take him to an opium den and see what, if he's a good time <laughs> well, or not. Yeah, I didn't see him in the opium den, so he could be good. Um, but yeah, I don't, we've, we've seen so much in this show where there's been so many worse people to this point. He hasn't proven That's himself true. to be worse than any of these Especially like the parents. The parents we, we've who, had a lot worse. Who is the worst? Who who do you think is the worst person on this show? I'd love your uh, opinion. Nate's, Nate's dad is by far the worst. <laughs> the parents are all. Is he? Is that the guy I didn't see? Wait, you did not. The, see, you didn't, yeah, didn't see Nate. Nate or, or his is the head. Yeah, uh, Nate's dad, I believe, is in jail at the moment. So <laughs> right. uh, the parents are all very bad, with a few exceptions. And his uh, mom but, might be the I mean, Uncle worst. Jack. One Uncle Jack here is. Well, Uncle Jack here kind of taking over a parental role. So, I mean, if Uncle Jack as a parent is definitely not going to be any better. He may be able to take the cake even with Bart out of the picture. Yeah. I, I think the, the one thing that gets me with him is the little smirk he's got. And I, I don't like mm. that. That's, it is unsettling, like yeah. yeah. All right. Well, um, Dan is stalking pictures of Serena as Rufus comes home. And Dan asks what he's doing home so soon. Rufus is like, oh, I can't find a sculptor or something. And his story already has some holes in it because Dan's like, I, th I thought you were looking for a painter. So very, very sketchy from Rufus right off the bat. Um, I, I guess, Haley, as someone who's watching this episode, having seen nothing else, did this show do a good job at establishing what was happening? Or were you like confused the whole time? picked it up pretty easily and i think i picked up um you know who was who i also just like need a side note of i can't imagine fucking guys named bart chuck or rufus <laughs> that's a big one the rufus i don't know they really dropped the ball on naming their the dilf of the show rufus yeah. i don't know what what they were thinking here <laughs> we'll never understand that one. yeah i just i'm that's my like most shallow quality is that like there's names where like it could be the hottest guy on earth but like if your name is bart like yeah yeah like oh this guy's like, fucking, this guy's it. hot but what's what's your name it's like uh fido like it's all fucking <laughs> dog names yeah. <laughs> what the hell yeah the the most unbelievable part of this show so far is that uh someone named rufus and someone named bart uh both got laid like they, there's no way by like the same ever... woman is that right <laughs> by this, yeah, yeah, yeah by the, by the, same, by the, same the best correctly? hottest woman on the well, entire we, show Lily, Lily has a uh, weird name fetish, I guess. Lily needs a therapist. Does she have one? <laughs> um, I, I, I don't that. believe so. She used to. I would imagine in, in these upper crust circles, therapy may be uh, looked down on a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that girl has some trauma she has not worked through. Oh, that is definitely true. Yeah. And, um, we still haven't delved into all of Lily's past yet. So, and we've gotten, uh, yeah, more has been undug recently too. So Yeah. Um, so Dan's going to tell the, the deal for the show, Rufus. 
that uh, Jenny has left for school already, and Rufus actually does a fist bump here. He's so happy that Jenny's back in school. And then he's like, Dan, can I walk you to school? <laughs> and, and he's like, why, why can't I? And it's like, um, because I'm not a third grader anymore, which is exactly how I would feel. But Rufus wants to catch up for some reason, and yeah. Dan agrees to it as long as there's no hugs. I hope the other students were bullying Dan when they saw this. <laughs> I was thinking about this, too. Like, I was imagining myself walking to... <laughs> senior high school with Don. Just like, imagine, uh, you know what my dad looks like. Not that he's a weird looking man. Uh, well, he kind of is. He looks like me, but um, imagine him just dropping me off like the two of us walking together and I give him a hug and he leaves. That'd be the weirdest fucking thing. so weird. I can't believe Dan allows this to happen. If my father has ever given me a hug. <laughs> you know what? I'm right there with you, Haley. I don't think that's ever happened. I mean, like he's a great guy. He loves me very much. I just don't think he's ever hugged me. Well, there's a first time for everything. Maybe this podcast will inspire you to. Like, maybe at my wedding? Maybe, (laughs) like, maybe? I don't remember. I'll have have to look back through my wedding photos to to see. Actually, yeah. (laughs) When you you find out, we'll have a bonus emergency podcast. You know what? what? Like, give me one, give me one second. I can pull up those wedding photos pretty darn quick. Let me. Haley's going to get on that. I am. Let me see if. My dad has hugged me. Um, <laughs> let's see if I have photographical proof. Um, and B- Bebop's see. telling us to get back on schedule, but this is important, Bebop. Is so really just lay lay off a little bit. We'll oh my god, are people listening live? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Oh, is Bebop? Pr- He's our, our hey, producer, you- a producing dog. He's a dog, oh. and he oh god, he barks at us. Yeah, yeah. You have a lot can of lonely s- boys to catch up on to really get all the inside jokes <laughs> of this podcast. Can you send me a picture? Of the dog, uh, oh, I can't. No. We, I, I have. Oh, I have a photo of my dad hugging me. Okay, right. okay, and it look, and it looks like we're both terrified as. Dad, <laughs> I think this feels weird. We, yeah, we like post this with the the episode promotion as well. Yeah. <laughs> we're okay. Wait, can I? Okay, in Discord. Sorry, in I don't know how to use Discord. Wait. Oh yeah, I'll just send it Messenger. Give me one second. <laughs> when I when I tweet out. Uh, <laughs> this uh this podcast episode instead of a picture from the episode i'm just gonna do the picture of you and your dad <laughs> you yeah and if you want we could also uh like photoshop pictures of like dan and serena on their faces or something like that, <laughs> that like okay here oh okay so here's one of my my dad looking at the camera okay he's not looking at the camera because that's not one of his strong suits um and then <laughs> And then one with my face showing, and you'll see both, like, in both, like, we, we're like, what is happening? Not, not a me. natural, not a natural experience for the Strongs, apparently, to, No, uh, no, 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 we are not. Hug. We, no, I, I, I've, t- I think I sent the photos, I don't know. Um, I tell well, this story on my podcast often, which is that I was terrified to get married because I didn't want to have to kiss in front of everyone I know. I, I get that. <laughs> right, yeah. And that, that's why you haven't gotten married, Brendan, right? That's the only reason why. Also, I just, so, I just feel bad uh, breaking up with my girlfriend on the podcast, because that's what you'll have to do if we want to get married, obviously. Right, uh, you have to break up, and then, then yeah, I, I, the I know podcast. how it works. It's got to be a podcast marriage, for sure. Absolutely. We're, we'll get tons of listeners with, <laughs> uh, with a live uh, wedding. We'll get lots more <laughs> Bebops listening. <laughs> so... Um, Blair is talking with Dorota about this colony club. Dorota is very excited for her. The selection committee is coming over tomorrow. So Blair has to have everything perfect because she's trying to build her life now without Mr. Chuck. And she's going to get a text from Uncle Jack. 
kind of weird that he has her number, but I guess it, it kind of hints that they may have some kind of history at the end of the episode. And he just says, I'm back. Got him. Headed to a port apartment. Jack texts as if he has a character limit, and I love that he just gets straight to the point with his text message here. No time Honestly, to Honestly, in Very 2007, he probably did. Probably did, yeah. He's probably getting charged he by the digit. He like, T9 still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> a good point. Um, yeah, this is enough to have uh, give Blair a change of heart, and she's going to tell Dorota to uh, follow her onto the elevator here, and they're going to go off to find Chuck here. Uh, Dorota, watch Brendan. How are we feeling about Dorota? good episode for her pretty good i i do like how lately she's been kind of just following blair around and just like yes you know just come being with her guy. little buddy she's very much like uh ash's pikachu yes Haley. everyone that comes on to the podcast without fail says that dorota is one of their favorite characters and brendan still has yet to see it we're still patiently waiting Haley, what, what was your uh, impression of dorota with the one episode you watched i just wanted her to quit <laughs> yeah. Blair is a little mean to her sometimes she doesn't but... need this and it's like so weird the way she treats her like a half friend and then all of a sudden it's like no you work for me don't ever forget it yeah Blair sucks too weeks. honestly you know what I changed my mind Blair and Chuck deserve no, it they no. both suck oh, wow. Blair does not suck take it back oh my god once we get some more episodes under your belt you will appreciate Blair for the queen that she is I can't wait, um, to, wait to hear your metamorphosis once you come back on the show in yeah. season 6 and you've watched yeah. everything yeah and Blair's the only saving grace of the show is that um, true uh, season six is uh, is definitely a rough one. Not looking forward to getting there, but more on that in a couple of years, I guess. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> back to school now. Eric is asking Jenny if she is afraid of facing Penelope and the Mean Girls. Uh, Jenny, of course, isn't scared. And th this is where she rattles off her resume. In the past four months, she faced down Eleanor Waldorf. She hijacked a society gala. She had her entire collection torched by a crazy model and was basically homeless. So she can handle high school. A fantastic resume, if you ask me. Um, but then she does admit that she is a little nervous as Nellie Yuki comes up the stairs and is actually uh, seemingly excited to wow. see Jenny back. And we don't, for at first I'm like, why is she so excited to see her? But uh, we're going to find out that apparently Nellie also has some tricks up her sleeve here. <laughs> I don't think she really noticed this, but um, I was going to say before, actually, you, I, I know you, saw, you said in our group chat for Fantasy Baseball that you were, you had some job prospects. So did you write all those things down on your resume to, to get this gig? My resume, yeah, that's how I got the interview. I said yeah. in the past four months I faced on Eleanor Waldorf, hijacked the society gala, had my entire collection torched by a crazy model and was basically homeless. And this was for a substitute teaching position. Yeah. And I basically I feel if you get the reference, you get the reference. If yeah. you don't, I don't want to work for you. It seems like Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't blow your load on Lonely Boys Theater yet, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course not don't spoil anything here um brendan did you did this strike you as weird how nelly yuki was acting did did you think maybe she had an ulterior motive or did you think like she's just so sick of the me and she was just excited to see jenny again no I, I really did think that she was excited to see jenny and i still even do think at the end of this episode because she didn't really she wasn't trying to really pull one over on jenny but we'll get to that later Right. And thank God Jenny is back because uh, she's going to do something about the way that Nelly Yuki is being treated. Nelly Yuki, another one that I always have to go first name, last name, much like Andrew Tyler. Um, always. Am I one of those people too? I have been. Strong. I feel like Haley Strong is, yeah. I, and I'm always I Maybe I've called so you it, just Haley before, is but. Strong. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it is such a, a, uh, a powerful name. Oh. A, uh, and it's just like a good amount of syllables too, right? It really is. Yeah. One kind of thing. You know, it's funny. Yeah. So I think times. I was actually going off about this about Colin Stone, who we brought up earlier the, right. like, the double you know what double, double syllable and then the one strong one at the end is perfect yeah yeah 
Colin and I have had that discussion before, and we both agree that we are both first name, last name people. Yeah. And that is the Mount Rushmore Rushmore of uh, first and last names. We have Nelly Yuki, Andrew Tyler, Haley Strong, and Colin Stone. Wow. Someone someone edit that Mount Rushmore together, and yep. we'll, uh, I'll make it my new header picture. Um, Be- I know Bebop's so- taking care of the wiki. Just write that down. <laughs> uh, Jack gets out of the limo here, meets with Blair and Dorota on the sidewalk, and uh, he starts talking. It seems like there is bad blood between these two here, Jack and Blair, because Blair does not have time for his babbling as she yells at him to just get Chuck. And Jack, of course, has to physically drag Chuck out of the limo because Chuck is still absolutely wasted. Chuck and, uh, gets through international, like, yeah. you declarations, the passport control office. How did they definitely, that happen? Well, they definitely had to... At the weekend that Bernie's him. Uh, but the, what? You don't have to go through passport control if you fly private? I'm pretty sure that's just a rule still. Yeah. I don't Not know. that I've ever he's... flown private before, but I <laughs> have been. He's got so much money, control. he can do whatever the hell he wants. We, yeah, right. uh, that could be it. I mean, we, we'll comb through the deleted scenes, see if there's any answers here. <laughs> any scenes that's that when. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's when, uh, to, to Haley's point here, this angers Blair, and she's going to take her anger out on Dorota. She yells at her and asks why she's following her, and then tells her to go home and get ready aww. for the party. And, uh, yeah, aw, but then also aw to Blair, as she looks devastated, as she's just looking at, at Chuck get dragged into the hotel. Yeah. Uh, so she's going to be sad all episode as well. And uh, as this is happening, Dan finishes his walk to school with, with his daddy, and, uh, <laughs> Rufus already wants to, like, make plans for tonight, yeah. but he gets a phone call, and Dan uses this as the perfect opportunity to, like, run away from him. Dan has never wanted to get to school so quickly but to we do finally get, the get rid of his dad. He says, uh, you said no hugs, but you didn't say no kisses, and he gives him a kiss on the lips before I, he yeah. goes to school. <laughs> yes, of course. That, that that was a deleted scene, actually, yes, that we did that watch. Was. <laughs> and uh, on the phone here is Beth from Child Services. She doesn't have any record of the adoption that Rufus was trying to find. And uh, it turns out Rufus has been striking out at adoption agencies all over Boston, not being able to find the information he's looking for. Uh, so he has not been looking for sculptors or painters. He has been looking Whoa. for his child. So he's a fucking liar. Yeah. And uh, Brendan, it looks like perhaps this was not an abortion situation after all, and that uh, his kid may still be out here. It was uh, more of an adoption situation. They kind of left us on the cliffhanger last week. Yeah. I, I guess that makes more sense because this is not like that kind of show. Maybe it becomes that kind of show, but I guess it's still a little bit more tame than uh, going full full abortion. Yes, and yeah. uh, Haley, in case you missed the big cliffhanger last week, we just found out that Rufus has a kid that he never knew about because Lily kept it from him. Don't know if you picked up on that yeah, at all throughout the episode. I, I, I would say I did, I did pick that up, yeah. <laughs> it is all Rufus wants to talk about. <laughs> yeah. My kid, you had no right. It's, ra- it's I, I all Rufus. he wants to talk about, but also not talk about it. This yeah, time. yeah, very much not talk about it. I fucking hate Rufus. It's another. It, uh, it's another thing. With, like much with Jenny, where Rufus. I mean, if he would just sit down and have an actual conversation, he actually has some points, and he's right. Maybe he should have known that he has a kid out there. But the way he goes, like, I hate him so much. He's just so yeah. entitled and like fucking. He's a brat. He's more of a brat than his daughter. Um, he's just also just so overly dramatic about everything too. He really in such is, an annoying it's so way. D- yeah, yeah like I just later. want him to be a little more honest with Dan. Like I feel like Dan can yeah. handle what he's yeah. saying. Yeah, he's I don't know. I and he's and you know I do kind of feel like he had a point at the episode at the end of the episode where he said like, well, you had twenty years to deal with this. I haven't. Right. Yeah, but he's also like, like, dude, like, chill. he's right. He has points, but the way he goes about it and the way he like talks. To I could have been a father at nineteen. <laughs> no, you couldn't. Screw off. No, oh. you were. No. Yeah. no, I, no, I no, love no. that quote. No. We will get into that quote. But uh, first, Dan enters. School sees Serena just like sitting on a window here, 
And uh, she came straight from the airport school. And Brendan, she delivered what? the biggest that makes sense. That makes no sense. Who does that? Came, no one does she that. Came straight from the airport to school. She's like, oh shit, gotta get the first period. Yeah. No, <laughs> you like no, 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 no. You don't say hi to your mom first. You don't no, say, no. hey, yeah. mom, had a great three weeks in Buenos yeah. Aires, made out with some hotties. You like, you don't go home and have like a quick little show. Like, yeah. I have never else. once. Okay. Yeah, I've never once left an airport and thought. We, I'm fine without a shower. <laughs> we do know some things about Serena. She doesn't really care about being too close with her mom. She also has gone to school without showering before, as she lets everyone know in that one episode. <laughs> so this, this may be in Very line. I, I just character. can't. Like, did she plan this uh, plane to like uh, land exactly at the time first period was beginning? Like, it's... <laughs> so then she had a red eye. Like, I'm tired, yeah. man. <laughs> but she delivers the biggest and best news we've had in some time. She broke up with Aaron Brendan. How Thank are we God. celebrating? This is so insane. But we spent so much time with this fucking douchebag and they break up off screen off screen breakup <laughs> this is like wow how long were they even together for it felt like not that like long three I feel seasons like so far oh oh yeah, oh never mind three sorry three that's what it felt it was like, like. It, was it was like six episodes so it was yeah. probably like a couple of months huh. uh well this is the new year they were dating before thanksgiving uh so yeah definitely at least a couple episodes. months yeah, six very long episodes. And Brendan, you were hoping the trip went poorly, and it went so poorly that the loser is gone. They broke up. Uh, they broke up off screen, as we said. We didn't. We didn't have to see the breakup scene. Yeah. And um, really, we we've just complained, been complaining about this character for weeks and weeks. You're so lucky you, you never had to meet him. And um, I, I have even better news, Brendan. I, I I will tell you, we will never see this character wow. again. I'm gonna even though. I'm gonna even though he edit is canonically the, the applause button in here for this. <laughs> even though he is canonically Blair's stepbrother and Cyrus's son, two very important characters in this show, he will never come back. Thank God. Great choice. Wow. I don't care how related he is to the to the main characters. Love it. Um, Love to and hear. They, they also like hilariously broke up three hours after they left New York, according to Serena. So like that supposedly cute scene we saw them in the limo was like yeah, right this before they broke up. Makes no sense. So she <laughs> <laughs> they broke up. What happened in such a short time? The plane ride and then got there <laughs> yeah. and what and did they do? And then took the fifteen and then took the fifteen hour plane ride and then I guess went their separate ra- ways in Buenos Aires. <laughs> did hear of a girl one time who like was going on a cruise with her boyfriend and he broke up with her on the flight to the cruise and then well, they that's just the that's the exact situation together. holy shit wow yeah, it's so like it bad happen. planning i guess he wanted to hook up on the cruise <laughs> but and make them but in the same bunk like i watched <laughs> ethan ethan made me watch this um documentary on amazon prime last night about the secrets of the cruise ship and some of those bunks are really small like you're not Ooh. getting any action i've never been on a cruise ship. maybe i should come with Maybe I should find out these secrets, see what I'm missing out on. It, um, it, listen, it was really intriguing, and also uh, I never wanted to go on a cruise before, and I still <laughs> never want to go on a cruise. Oh, so look at us. Three people never yeah, been no on a cruise, cruise before. Wow. What? Why would I? No, I don't. Okay, to to all of those who love cruises, I am absolutely thrilled for you. <laughs> that so is thrilled. not the vacation I want to partake on as somebody who doesn't get like three weeks paid vacation. Right. I feel right. the same way about camping. Camping and cruises are the same. I hate camping. I, I hate don't camping. don't want to do it. If, if I, I had w- to pick, I'd do a cruise over camp. I, camping, I just will never get the appeal. But I, I would much rather just, like, go to a resort. I feel like yeah. that, that feels like it has all the good parts yeah. of a cruise with, like, none of the bad parts. So Yeah, I um, would have to absolutely agree with you. Like, yeah. I just, I don't want to do it. I just don't right, want to do it. I can agree all... with all that. Yeah, let's, let's go to a resort. Oh, my God. We are all in agreement here. We're I all would do, like, an Alaskan club. cruise be, just because that seems easier. But, I mm. not, like... The one thing I kind of get about cruises is that, like, at least you can kind of drop yourself off into a bunch of different places over the the course of, like, 10 days. But also, 
that sounds like it's not enough time to enjoy each place. You're just kind of getting like well, little tidbits. Well, you don't. And, yeah. and I, have, I have a degree in tourism, so I know this. Um, wow. A lot of the those areas where they drop you off, they're owned by the cruise line. So you're not actually like putting any money into the economy of where you're visiting. <laughs> it's just like it's perfectly owned planned by like to make more money conglomerates. Yeah. Okay. So it yeah. So I, I would okay, great. not that like me going to a resort like I'm I, oh I've yeah, been to right, Mexico. Yeah. I like I've experienced <laughs> their culture. No, like I've eaten at a buffet. Like yeah. I'm I'm not pretending like I haven't. But at least if you tip people, you're like hey. Exactly. I think. I don't know how any of it. You know what? Just erase that from the podcast. Just yeah, and you'll edit that out in post, Brendan, of course. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And I mean, I'll listen. I'll listen to the podcast. I'll the <laughs> no problem. And, uh, so, according to Serena, Lily also let her know that uh, she and Rufus are never, ever, ever getting back together. And um, never, thank you. <laughs> Cued it up. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Swifty Boys, where we'll be breaking down that song and many more. Okay. Um, sign me up for that podcast. Because okay, I definitely listen to Taylor Swift song. Yes. Okay, big we, Taylor we have Swift two guests so far lined up for that. I love texting you, Haley, whenever Taylor Swift releases new music. One of my favorite traditions. Ooh, it's supposed to get an um, announcement this Friday, hopefully. I thought 13th. so. I like. What do? What are we betting on? I've heard rumors it's 1989. I was. That was going to well, be my guess, got, especially considering. Love. Yeah. So. Yeah, this love Taylor's version just was released last weekend. So. Um, we have. So now we have I mean, two songs from that album. Uh, Taylor. Right. If you're so listening far. to, if anyone listening to the podcast already knows what the news is, so sound off from the future and let wow. us know what that's, it is. That's crazy to me. Yeah, what a time capsule! All, all we're this right Friday now. the thirteenth, we're getting um, her. Oh Harry my Styles, god, you're Lockheed. right! Ah, yeah. Oh my god. Ah, okay, okay, <laughs> I gotta come down. I gotta come down. All right, Bebop is Bebop is telling down. us to get back on track. Uh, Bebop is barking up a storm here, and um, so ba- basically, just a yada yada. This scene, I, I believe, uh, Serena and Dan decide right away that they're just gonna get back together. So um, it took play- like no thought. What like I don't even know. I think I looked <laughs> down for one second at my plate of nachos, were and out. I looked back up, and I was like. What? Huh? Yeah, and they had no qualms about kissing in front of people as they are just going to make out in the middle of I mean, the hallway. All it took was just for to be gone for them to really go back uh, at it. Famously, the school's only hallway as uh, Blair and Serena are also going to reunite. They're so excited to see each other. Uh, Blair confesses to Serena that she told Chuck she loved him and Serena has the same exact reaction that Cyrus had last week. Uh, she says, that's great. <laughs> it, it, seems like, it seems like everyone is rooting for this couple, but Blair's regretting it uh, because, you know, it's always been three words, eight letters, say it and I'm yours. And not only is Chuck not hers after she said it, but he is so not hers that he disappeared for an entire month. So, uh, but optimistic Serena is confident that he will say it back as Dan comes over and just starts like kissing her on the cheek. Uh, very not confident the, about the, it. Uh, Can yeah. I just put that in? I'm not. Con- this guy is <laughs> awful. I think he'll like actively not say it just to mess with her. It well, certainly seems that way. Serena, Serena is way too optimistic. She yeah. always just assumes the best in people. The, the track um, record is not good so far. You were right about that. I love when Dan just comes over and Serena goes to announce her news and Blair's just cuts her off right away. A postcard would have been fine. I'm really happy for you. I'm <laughs> yeah. going to go vomit now. Yep. <laughs> seems like the appropriate reaction. She delivers it very well. It's and, like uh, it's like Dan's dad also had that reaction, but he couldn't say it that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He was much more no no cheekiness to the way that Rufus said it. Much just more stoic and angry when, when Rufus he just says that instead. Though he goes, "I'm gonna vomit now." <laughs> I'm gonna go vomit now. Get the fuck out of my house, Serena. <laughs> <laughs> Lily comes to the art gallery cafe, which I guess is what we're just calling this place now. Um, I don't know who the hell is working behind the counter because it's not Vanessa. Not Vanessa but, yeah. Um. Rufus has no time for pleasantries because he still just wants to know where his child is. I, do you realize I have to call it my child because I, you still hasn't even told me if it's a boy or oh a girl? Oh my god, get over he's, it. He's all business like... this episode. <laughs> yeah, 
never cracked a smile. Uh, he spent two weeks knocking on the door of every single adoption agency in Boston. This is Rufus's move. When Rufus wants to do something, he will knock on a fucking door. He doesn't care yeah. who the door belongs to. He will knock on every door until he gets answers. And um, Lily responds to him saying, when she gave him up, she gave up her right to go looking for him, and she isn't going to allow Rufus to bulldoze into his life. So Rufus just wants to see his kid, and he's, uh, you know, that he's just finding out about. So Okay, so I'm just... I get where he's coming from, but Lily's right. right. Like I, yeah. like sorry, I had to make that choice. Um, I don't know. Maybe he should have. I don't know. Also, maybe he should have been originally. But like twenty years ago, either. No, she like, did what she thought was best at the time. Well, and it 19. probably was best. Yeah. Like I don't know. Yeah. This guy seems like if you're acting like this now, imagine. What <laughs> yeah, imagine him at nineteen. Yeah, Lily knows Before that his he like frontal cortex is for fully farmed. Right. Lily knows like Rufus can't just like fuck up his kid's life just because he wants to see him. Like I feel yeah. like. I understand. I understand Rufus wants to know who his kid is. I understand. I even get getting mad at Lily for never telling him all these years. Right. But to just be like, I'm going to go find my kid. You can't stop me. I I feel like it's not even Lily that's stopping him. I feel like the way, I don't know how this adoption works, but it seems like he's not like legally allowed to go looking for it. Yeah. I wasn't super familiar with private adoption or whatever. The way she described it sounded like he wasn't really supposed to go and do that. Yeah. Um, and Lily doesn't even care about this getting out anymore. She just wants uh, their son to have the right to his own life. And, and she just this wants is... Rufus to calm down. And this is when Rufus has one of my favorite lines. He, he basically says, like, I was going to be a rock star, but instead I decided to be a great dad. <laughs> and, like, I would never trade that. Being a father is who I am. Don't take that away. Oh, my God. Like, get over I, I really wish so she just said, like, that's so much to yeah, so much to break down here. First of all, it is first of all, it's funny that he calls it a rock star. He's not like I was going to be a recording artist or a musician or like my band was going to hit it big. He's like I was a rock star, and then he like starts playing air guitar in the middle of the scene too. Like that's what I felt <laughs> was going to happen. And like this. <laughs> secondly, he seems to have crafted this narrative in his head that the only reason he's not super famous is because he had two kids and decided to be an amazing dad instead. Nah, I could have done it, but I had fucking dad. Like, I was such a good dad. I decided I decided to be such a good dad that I didn't become a rock star like I don't think that's what stopped you Rufus it was that you couldn't write a song for 12 years <laughs> that's that sounds I have bad. a quick question and I don't want to seem callous where's Dan's mother um oh uh, another very, terrible very character a callous question again from Haley Strong um, <laughs> Uh, they got separated. She moved to Hudson, and she slept with the entire neighborhood. <laughs> the short is the short version. Of this I mean, story. do you blame her? Like, <laughs> and, no, okay, no, I was just, I, I was just point, concerned she was, she was no longer with us. I don't know. And no, she, they visit She's, her. She sucks though. Yeah, they, I believe they were just with her uh, for Christmas and New Year's. They visit her like during the mid-season hiatuses that where oh, we nice. don't see the characters on screen because cool. we saw her for a little bit in season one and we will never see her again. But they will mention her uh, occasionally. Um, yeah, and then again, like I, again, I don't think this is Lily taking anything away from him. So he's just like wrong on like all three accounts here. Yeah, and exactly, I, I understand that he's it's hard for him and he. I'd be mad at Lily too if I were him, but he's just being his selfish self again, like saying me, me, me. What about me? I want to see my son because he's my son and it's my right, and not thinking about how this might actually affect his son. Like, right. be mad at Lily all you want, but she's right. He shouldn't go bulldozing into this stranger's life just because he has this selfish need to know who his son is. Right. When he has one idea, he just gets so headstrong and he just goes all for yeah. it. Doesn't care what's going to happen. Exactly. He, he's, he's like, have this, some empathy for once in your fucking life, Rufus. He d he has this stupid look on his face when he gets so serious. Like, serious Rufus has yeah. the <laughs> yeah. scariest face I've ever seen on anyone. It yeah. looks so murderous. I, I, scary. And he's always dumb, oh, too. Sorry, so, like, it's hard to, like, agree with his decisions because it just feels like he's dumb. Yeah, it's... 
certainly seems that way. And yeah. to Lily's credit, she stands her ground and doesn't help him. And he's like, well, then I'll just have to do it myself and walks away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I haven't seen much of Gossip Girl. I think I've made that clear. Yeah. Um, is it fair to put this in like Lily's top 10 parenting moments? Because it feels like other than this, hmm, maybe she's probably <laughs> made some questionable decisions Lily- along the way. Lily has her ups and downs. She starts off very down. She has been uh, climbing the ranks as one Straight of the up. better parents, if you can believe it. And, cool. Um, yeah, it's just, it's tough. She definitely has her moments. And she's she's still learning as a yes. <laughs> as a parent. But um, in comparison to parents, does Blair have any? Yes, she actually does. She, I have said many times that Blair has the uh, best parental unit out there. She has a mom who we used to hate, but who has very much become... Uh, one of the better parents now that she has her new husband. So she has, Blair has a mom, a stepdad, a dad, and her dad's boyfriend, and Dorota, who served as a parent for yeah. her, her whole life. So she really has like five parents leading leading the clubhouse here. The, the only person nice. that actively parents her is Dorota, though. Everybody yes. else is very, very much hands off. Yes, yes, that's right. Dorota was the one that raised her growing up as her uh, parents were off doing their, uh, you know, various business and fashion designers and all, all that fun stuff. So, um, well, We'll go back to school here. The minions are gathered. Uh, actually, we're not at school. We're at the ice cream store that I guess they frequent now. Uh, are they and they're forced. Berry? I feel like I saw a Pink so. label on there, and I feel like that was very 2007. You know what? It, it just may be. They're having their yeah. frozen yogurt or whatever, and they're forcing Nellie to be like the minion of the minions. And they make her sit at like a separate table from them and everything. And uh, I have no idea when this happened because this never seemed like it was the dynamic. I guess it's just like. Uh, speaking of hands-off parents, Blair has been very hands-off with her minions now, so that it's just the Wild West out there. Everyone's running amok and uh, yeah, doing whatever the hell they too. want. I was like, does she give a shit about being Queen Bee anymore? Or is she just, like, so high up in the ranks that she doesn't even have to do any work and she just stays as the queen? No, yeah. I think she kind of makes it clear when she gets called in to, like, be the judge or whatever. Um, right. That she has, like, other stuff to deal with with Chuck and the High Society Club or the Colony Club or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, she just, like, her life used to be bossing the minions around, but she uh, just so doesn't really care anymore. Now. And it seems like they are without a leader yet. Like, Jenny, uh, not Jenny, Penelope has kind of become the interim head B in Blair's absence. Right, but if she if ever crossed Blair, then she would know it. Right, then it'll be over. Yeah. Um, and Jenny and Eric are also just sitting at another ta- uh, table there, uh, Andrew Tylering them, and uh, it's killing Jenny not to get involved. But er- Eric's so huge on not getting involved with the drama, he keeps trying to talk her down, but eventually it's just not going to work because Nellie has to clean Penelope's shoe as this is the final straw for Jenny, and Jenny's going to ask Penelope to be nicer to Nellie Yuki, and I- did she actually think this would work? Like, if anything, she should know that this would have the opposite hey, effect on nice. Penelope. Oh, okay. Uh, can you can you please be nicer to uh, Nelly Yuki, please? <laughs> so this is supposed and, uh, to be a, a frozen yogurt shop, I'm guessing. But the yeah. scene where they drop yogurt onto their their shoe, it looks like like actual Greek yogurt. Like, is this some sort of mm-hmm. weird shop where they just, kids just go and get like non-fat Greek yogurt plain? Nothing uh, would surprise this me. This is in what the it show, looks but... like. I didn't, I didn't, like, you are the creamsman of the podcast. You are Uncle Cream. You are. <laughs> yeah. uh, you, I did not analyze the cream like you did. Yes. So this is really that your is my job. <laughs> so I'm glad we have the cream specialist on here. And uh, <laughs> Jenny saves Nellie Yuki here in this moment. She walks out with her, she, and she, proclaiming she, that she's not Little J anymore also. Ooh, yeah. So uh, Penelope has to yell at Hazel to clean her shoe now. And I love that we're getting the full hierarchy of minion superiority here. I, I would have guessed that Hazel was next in line, but apparently not. She's uh, she's the uh the low Third person here three, yeah. yeah and uh Haley, there will be a quiz at the end of this where you have to name all the minions so i hope oh you're prepared. no country fair <laughs> hall just kidding just kidding um chuck is smoking his hash uh blair sees him and asks if he wants to get kicked out of school to which chuck replies 
Hello to you too, lover. Long time no see. Ew, like I would break. No, I would. Say, I'd be like, I take my I love you back. By the way, ew, and then should, should I open lover. up the podcast like that every I week? Think you should. I think this should be your new opening. Of course, but of course, I'm not here by myself. Hello to you too, lover. Long time no see. <laughs> Are our listeners the lovers? Hello, lovers. Oh, I was calling you lover, but oh, okay, I guess I could okay. reframe it to the to hello the, lovers um, to the hoi polloi instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a lot of fun new vernacular for this show. <laughs> Um, Blair asked what he's doing here, and it's a great question because Chuck just like I didn't want to miss the first day back at school. Which what a model student he is! I don't know, and he's just speaking so like strangely here. He's like so it, out like, of it, and he was like looking like at a, he was look like he was looking in like the wrong direction. And yeah, I was just, yeah, like, it was uncomfortable. So you you yeah, see him at his worst for sure. Yeah. And uh, Queller is going to walk by and bust him. And uh, speaking of getting busted, Rufus is also going to come home and uh, bust Dan and Serena. I was going to say doing some busting of his own, say, but that didn't, no, that was that didn't what Dan sound was right. trying to do. He was trying to be, to yeah. be busted. Dan was trying to do some busting of his own, <laughs> and Rufus came back and, and busted them. So. Uh, I'll have no uh, busting in my house while I'm not here. <laughs> Rufus just responds terribly to this. Like they, Dan and Serena are like all smiles, so excited to be back together, and Rufus just straight-faced, oh, so you two are back together? <laughs> like why is this Serena's fault? Like why is he taking yeah, this out it's on so, Serena? He's just, just he's mad at so Lily, so he's gonna take it out on Lily's daughter. Like he's just like I think Serena should be heading home. Like he's really taking out his anger on Lily's daughter just because I guess he's Lily's she's Lily's daughter. Like it's so crazy. Yeah. Because she's like child. the sibling of his like child or I whatever. I think that's weird. what he's really most uncomfortable with is he was trying to save Dan from being like, hey, you're you're even now closer than you ever thought you two were. Yeah. Man, okay, but here's the thing, like. Okay, this is gonna sound bad, but like, does know, it matter right, for Dan and Serena? No, like, we're, we're, not, gonna, we're on your side. I was gonna ask you this later. We'll get into it now, I guess. We like it's Dan weird. It's weird if they start. It's it's weird yes. if it's like um a clueless situation where like you mm. start dating after your parents had been like married and like exactly. sure their parents were together, but they were never alive during yeah, that they point. Were together twenty years ago, they never knew. Me and Brendan have gone on record. We are pro step siblings dating. Uh, this is a pro step sibling dating podcast and regular sibling. They, this is not, they didn't know each other growing up. It's like not, and they're just never supposed to date now because their parents dated 20 years ago. But I guess does having a new kid involved, they share a sibling now. Does this change anything at all? I mean, they share like a biological sibling. They right. didn't grow up when, with this when guy. You write it like, on it paper, was, it's just weird. It's weird looking when you look at the family. Yeah. Tree. But, but otherwise, like the context, yeah, yeah it, the context is very important. I agree. I, I bet if Rufus finds his uh, child, he will start uh, yelling at his son, too, for, like, not trying to find him. Rufus is just mad at everyone. <laughs> I was How dare you? I was out there. I was. You probably knew. Um, yeah, and he's going to be like, oh, I don't like you being here when I'm not here. And uh, it's my home, and they should respect that. And it's even more annoying because he's saying it in such, like, a calm yet condescending voice. And uh, Dan leaves with Serena to find her a cab, and Rufus tells her that this is a mistake. Uh, I guess implying that there, you know, there's something that he doesn't know, um, but it's he's just so vague about it. It's so annoying. Um, it's like tell your son, like I don't know, he's yeah, like exactly. what 18 at this point. Yeah, know. he's a senior little, in high school. Be yeah. a little honest with your kids. I feel like they can always handle more than uh, as somebody who's never parented themselves. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like kids can always like handle a little bit more than you're like yeah. willing to give them credit for. And I agree. As three non-parents, I completely <laughs> agree with that. Um, so we are in Queller's office now, and uh, Blair is going to represent Charles because he's in no state to represent himself. Once again, Blair, always there for him, no matter what. 
Um, yeah, but, but also, what does she do? Take like one high school civics class and think she knows like the end all and be all of listen, the court system? I think she, what she did work. She pleads temporary insanity for Blair, and it and it like warms Queller over. She like softens a little bit and is like, does she? Or right. she like, I'm tired of having this conversation with this. That could be part of it, but it still works. I think Queller is. <laughs> I think Queller is very much over it because when she first came in, we saw her come in in season one, and she was very no nonsense. She um, literally tried expelling two thirds of the junior class last year. Um, uh, from what a, I've seen, they probably deserved it yeah, because of a pool party incident. But now we're at the point where uh, they're going to go to her when uh, Jenny is accused of bullying Penelope, and she tells Jenny just to handle it herself. Like, gone <laughs> is the no nonsense Queller. She's now yeah. just so. These kids, I think, have broken her down. Where she's just like, I, I don't, I can't give a shit. I don't give a I shit. Don't get paid you guys just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, Uncle Jack also shows up. Chuck's very excited to see him, which is funny because he doesn't remember him at all during their fifteen-hour flight back. Which uh, sounds like a hell of a bender for Chuck here. <laughs> Good times. And so, uh, as I said, Queller is going to say, like, okay, as long as you promise not to do anything like this again. And Chuck's like, oh, for you, anything. And he lights up again right then and there. Chuck loves a good self-sabotage. And uh, he leaves and Jack asks kind of what what's this kind of suspension are we looking at as the scene cuts? Yeah, I mean, Jack, I guess he, he's trying to help, but he still looks like he's like conniving in a way. Well, yeah, that as, might just be his face. Yeah, yeah, as Chuck was like lighting up again, I, I could have sworn I saw J Jack like laughing at this, like he was just having right. the time of his life seeing what Chuck was up to. Like, I don't think he really has a vested interest in uh, in Chuck's, you know, school uh, studies and such. Like, he he's just here right. because Chuck literally has no, and he brings it up too. He's like, uh, since Chuck has no parents, no offense, and Ch Chuck takes it very well here. <laughs> um, I am the closest thing to a guardian he has, which is so sad. When Uncle Jack is the closest thing you have to a parental figure, that is a. But very doesn't upsetting. he have a legal guardian? Like, wouldn't have his parents have written that in the will? I'm guessing yeah, wouldn't I Lily would still be his legal guardian. Thing is, uh, they have not gone through the will. They will go through the will next week. A uh, little oh, wow. spoiler. Uh, we don't know how that. Can you text me what happens? happens? <laughs> yes, I, I will. Um, but yeah, he did. He was married into the bat into the Vanderwoodson family, so he does have Lily as a stepmom. But, but I feel I mean, like you have to. And again, not a lawyer, not a parent. I feel like you have to sign over those rights. I feel like I've read right, a lot of stories right. of like I was the stepdad, and like I've been around, but the dad, like the real dad, gets, um, you know, custody, even though they've never met the child. I feel like I've read a lot of those stories. Uh -huh. So like, and, I don't uh, know how much legality is there right and chuck makes it very clear in this episode he's like you know ex-stepmother they're not my family anymore now that bard's dead like i have no family that that's his uh that's his mantra in the last yeah. couple of episodes okay so. sorry another question so go, keep going for it okay so lily and rufus were dating yes in the time since her husband died okay mm, so sorta. no they were so lily was about to leave her husband or Rufus, and they went to the snowflake ball to chaperone, of course. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally, these two adults went to the snowflake ball, <laughs> and she told Rufus as much. She said, I'm leaving Bart. I have feelings for you, and they were like making their plans, and then Lily got the call that Bart got in a car accident, and so that has kind of put a halt on everything that was going on between the two of them. Right, so she was kind of like, But then they were oh, going okay. to start up again anyway. Yes, and then but now then this new thing stopped it. Then the kid kind of put a halt in it. So yeah, they've a lot of ups and downs in their relationship as well. The um, maybe they should just take it as a sign. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of this so, sort of thing for the past twenty years for them. 
Right. Um, it's breakfast time at the loft here, and Dan says good morning to Jenny and gives Rufus the silent treatment, and uh, little baby Rufus gives it right back to Dan because this is all Dan's fault now, I guess, because he is dating the daughter of the person that Rufus is mad at. It's also convoluted. And uh, Jenny picks up on this and is like, what the fuck is going on yeah. between you two? And Dan's like, oh, dad doesn't want me dating Serena. And Jenny's like, why did I not know you were back together? Like, this is huge for Jenny. She's very always been very pro this relationship. But Rufus shuts down the conversation. And Jenny's confused because Serena is obviously the best thing that's ever happened to Dan. She's smart, funny, and nine levels hotter than Dan. Um, <laughs> and is it weird that Jenny knows exactly what level of hotness her brother is? Um, I was thinking. No, I too, think that's just self-aware. It's it's okay. It, it, she's it's just subjective. self-aware. Uh, but also, and Penn Badgley is very hot. Very I, untrue, I think she yeah. has a misread here. I think, I think the fact that he is her brother is kind of uh, biased, making her uh, decision a little biased here. Right. Because and, uh, uh, and also not not to like judge the looks of it. What is uh, Blake Lively like? Nineteen in this season, or how old is she? Uh, no, Blake Lively. I believe she starts at. Uh, she was twenty years old in season one, so she'd probably be around twenty-one now. Okay, but I think she somehow looks worse than last season this year i don't know if it's just her character is making me be less attracted to her but i think overall pen badgley this season looks better than uh oh, Blake yes. lively yeah and pen badgley will continue to just you know uh when it when it works for him it, it really works yeah. as uh noted uh, fame i famously feel that pen badgley is the hottest cast member of this wow. uh, of this show of a uh, very hot a very, very hot, hot cast yeah, yeah. I, um I feel like most of them are just like a little off for some reason, except Ben back. <laughs> and like, I think Leighton Meester, I obviously I think Blake Lively is gorgeous, but just like in yeah. a really different way. Um, but I think I like, I like Leighton Meester's face a lot. I love Leighton yes, very, Meester and her face. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. Face. We're, we're all in agreement here. Everyone's beautiful. Um, Jen- Jenny also gives like a cute little, uh, Dan Serena, Dan Serena. Woo. Yeah, but Rufus, like still, Rufus still is not having it. Um, Dan is able to figure out that it's because of whatever happened between Rufus and Lily, and and he calls Rufus out on this, as he should. And Jenny is just so behind on everything. like She is so lost. She has no idea what's going on. And uh, Rufus just tells him to go to school, and uh, Dan responds with, oh, you're not going to walk me today? I'm heartbroken, which (laughs) is maybe my joke of the episode, because I love a sarcastic response to a parent, and this is so justified because... Rufus is being such a shit, and he's also wearing a stupid turtleneck again, which I hate. And (laughs) it's also... I also like this be- this episode because we have seen Rufus and Jenny fighting so much at this point, like this whole season. And now they're kind of on good terms, but we've never seen a Rufus-Dan argument. And uh, Dan can really hold his own in these fights with Rufus. Oh, he absolutely can. I think Dan's got the, the quips to, for days. Like he's, he, he's not going to be beaten by stupid daddy hump. Yeah, more Dan and Rufus fights, please. I love it. Especially like when we love having one of the members, especially like Jenny, who's been on such a spiral <laughs> this past season or yeah. so. I uh, just love having her spirits up so high. Yeah. Oh my God. And speaking of things I hate about Rufus, I hated that stupid apple that he was chomping on throughout the scene. <laughs> like every time he made, thought he was making a point with what he was saying to Dan, he would like he'd take a chomp, accentuate it by chomping on the apple. Like, yeah, I yeah. said that. We all know the only person that looks oh. cool chomping on apples is Nestor Cortez. <laughs> okay. Very timely uh, <laughs> reference. As he, yeah. as he had a great no, outing he, today. He, yeah, it is very much so. Took a no hitter into the eighth. <laughs> Dating this podcast. Um, <laughs> so. So uh, Jenny is holding court in the courtyard here, um, and the, the minions are all there. Jenny's representing Nelly. Real kangaroo court here. Is Jenny's like the lawyer yeah, to Nelly I love Yuki? That term. Blair is the judge. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I like the move from Jenny here to get Blair involved, but you know, Blair has other things to worry about, as we mentioned. And P- Penelope seems more concerned that they can't just let people quit because once people find out you can quit, the girls of the steps will be finished. And uh, Haley, how do you like this as a click name? The girls of the steps. That's a lot of words. It is. It's a very, it's a little <laughs> bit wordy for that. Th- yeah. 
We know <laughs> I think they need to. Uh, I think they need to workshop that. And they are girls, and they do sit on steps and eat their yogurt in the morning. It's but, just very on the nose. Uh, <laughs> very on the nose. Yes. <laughs> also, Blair's outfit think... scene is fantastic. I love all of Blair's outfits. I think she has a great scene here. Ever, I can't remember exactly what she was saying, but every response was funny. And it seems like she's just so over it. Like yeah. she's had enough of this high school nonsense. She doesn't care pestle, about any of this. Like being the queen, it's just it's an all time moment. Yeah, and that's why it's been the Wild West over here lately because Blair is so hands off. And yeah. um, the minions are pretty much without their leader now. And um, Penelope lets them know that the only way Nellie is leaving is in a body bag. <laughs> I think one of them says to calm down. <laughs> yeah, like calm down, jeez. So. <laughs> um, Dan and Serena are gonna get back together here, and Serena's also confused because before she left, it seems like seems like their parents were about to ride off into the sunset together, and um, you know, they don't know what they have to do, but they have to do something here. They have to find out what's been going on, and uh, before that happens, Blair walks down, which again, the only hallway in this entire school, to find Serena, and uh, Dan just goes the other way. Like he's like, "All right, I'll get lost." Like what? I assume he was walking to class, and I was just going the other way. But um, <laughs> I, I get. I have two I more questions. Do Blair and Dan hate each other? Yes. Cool. And, oh, God, what was my other question? Blair and Dan hate each other, and Blair and Chuck hate each Dan, Dan is an outsider, so all of the, peop- all of the like, rich people besides uh, Serena, who we dated, and more recently, Nate, who has become friends with him, hate him. So I guess that just leaves, like, Blair and Chuck and any of the, like, minions or anything. They all look down on Dan and Jenny because they are from Brooklyn and not the Upper East Side. Right. My other question, did Dan and Serena only break up because their parents were, like, seeing each other? Or was there more to that? Oh, boy. Uh, when, yeah, when you watch cool, season cool. one. Cool, I'll yeah, just, cool. I'll just, I'll just watch it. Yeah, that maybe becomes yeah. part of it at some point, but there's a lot to it. Yeah, there it's. And it's, I will say it is mostly Serena's fault. It was very annoying in the tail end of season one. But yeah. right. uh, we don't Blair's need to. also coming around on Dan at some point. Um, but I think mm-hmm. the breakups, the multiple breakups have uh, soured her again. Blair is definitely softened on Dan, but she's definitely in the uh, Dan makes me vomit phase again right now. Um, And so Blair brings Serena up to speed now. She tells her that uh, Chuck got caught smoking hash at school. The meeting went bad. She's very worried. Serena, of course, optimistic Serena, not worried at all. Oh, it's just Chuck being Chuck. He'll be fine. But, um, (laughs) you know, Blair agrees, but she says when she looked in his eyes, she couldn't see him anymore. And, you know, she's starting to tear up. You can can tell she's genuinely concerned about him now. And Serena, of course, asks, oh, you're really worried? As if it isn't like painfully obvious already that she is, but um, she's she's gonna be here for Blair now. Tell her to give it to tonight, and if he still hasn't shown up, then she will help her. And so Blair calls Dorota, asks if everything's ready for tonight, and tells her that she has somewhere to go first. So they are going to go on a little errand to uh, try and find Chuck. Um, but before that, we are back to the ice cream shop, and what do we have here? Benedict Nelly Yuki has switched sides and is now part of the Jenny and Eric Coalition. And it's funny because at this point she thinks that this is like a new team that she's building with. Like, okay, cool. Let's, uh, I'm, I'm with these guys now. But Jenny's just yeah. trying to have her back because doesn't she doesn't like seeing a human being being treated like shit. Like, yeah. She knows how it feels and she doesn't want it to happen. Yeah, but Nellie thinks she's uh, reconstructing the power structure here. Yeah. I mean, and this, this very well could be like a very powerful coalition here. Yeah. And especially because... Now it seems like the other three, the the other three minions in Penelope, Hazel, and Isabel, they've like literally turned into the three Stooges at this yeah. point. Like Penelope stops walking, and the other two just like bump into each other. <laughs> Later, Isabel is going to be told to count to three, and she's going to keep counting even when like everyone else walks into the <laughs> yogurt. Like they're all just idiots all of a sudden. Like yeah, this was not like what we. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, 
and they're, they're pissed. And this is exactly why I'm so thrilled that Jenny is back at school. Like This is the type of stuff we have been missing from the Jenny stories. And yeah. we have been dying to see this again. It is Jenny's first day back, and she's already disrupting everything and causing chaos like the queen that she is. Right. She really has the like the pedigree of uh, Blair Waldorf. Yes. And uh, they have the minions table of choice and everything. And, uh, you know, the minions confront them. They're going to count to three. But Jenny just laughs in their faces. And at that exact moment, a bunch of other people show up to take all the other seats. And I I don't know how Jenny got everyone to do this. I don't know if she, like, made a MySpace post or, like, hung up flyers. Like, everyone come to the yogurt shop at this (laughs) this point. Maybe she sent the post to Gossip Girl. Isn't that how all of this works? (laughs) Usually. Usually. But I feel like the minions would have seen that if she did it. So... Um, they seem pretty surprised here, but maybe. I mean, Jenny can literally just do whichever she wants. Uh, I think this first is also day back just like again. The, the height of the frozen yogurt craze, too. Yeah. Yes, it is. I think we recently touched on that. I'm just saying, like, that's probably why everybody's piling in because that's just like these places are always <laughs> packed at this time. And oh, nothing to do with Jenny. Just like everyone's no, wanted frozen yogurt. Yeah, like, oh, it's just after school. Let's go straight to Pinkberry. <laughs> Um, so Eric, Jenny, and Nelly Yuki, they're all going to clank their spoons together to celebrate. But uh, Penelope, not going to take this lying down. She calls uh, Mr. Penelope and tells him that there are people at school bullying her. Um, and uh, we'll see we'll see how that works for her. So Blair shows up to the Vitrola to find Chuck. And she clearly knows Chuck well because she knew exactly where he would be. Uh, Chuck just offhandedly says like he bought this place back last night. I, I guess his money's not tied up in bonds anymore like when he couldn't help Nate. Because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Haley, if you were confused, th- this uh, this is the burlesque club that this 17-year-old kid owns, in case you were wondering. Hmm. I was perplexed as to why this man was, or this uh, boy, was in a um, hmm, strip club uh, when it seemed like he was under 21. Yeah, he yeah. bought this place, he sold it, and now he bought it back again. So I, I guess since he owns the place, he can, uh, you know, go- there's no rules for him. And there's, there's no right. nudity, so I guess it is just a burlesque club. No, no, no nip- Okay, there's no, no nudity because this was on the CW and it wasn't yeah, allowed. Yeah, exactly. Right. As soon as CW turned their cameras off, you can can, just imagine what Chuck was getting into there. If Uh this was on HBO Max, we are getting at least one nipple. Oh, yeah. Stay (laughs) stay tuned for the Gossip Girl reboot on HBO Max when there is a lot more sex. Um, Is that true? Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. (laughs) There is is a lot. HBO Max, no rules. Um, I already watched Bridgerton this year, so that's like my max out of like intercourse scenes. I've heard heard that's very (laughs) steamy, Bridgerton. (laughs) Uh, the second so, season, not so much, but it's still I heard, still I heard filled that too. the quota for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also just I was showing my girlfriend uh, Sex Lives of College Girls. I'm watching it for the second time now. I'll have you know. I saw on I saw on my HBO Max that you yeah. you were on season uh, episode five again. I was like, who's watching this again? Cute. <laughs> and uh, that there's that episode addicted to sex is there's so much full penetration in that it's a whole oh, montage no. of sex. Oh <laughs> no! But it's so also we shouldn't really funny. watch. You know, I wanted to watch it because I. Oh, it's so good. Is it? It's, it's funny penetration. Yeah, you should. You should. It's very good. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. There's also Sex Education. I wanted to watch, but I'm also scared to watch that. I've never seen that one. There's so much out there that I need to watch. But, um, so where where were we? Bebop, get us back on track. Um, <laughs> ah, yes, that's right. Uh, so Blair wants Chuck to go home, but again, he says he has no home and no family anymore, and he's gonna throw a party here tonight at the burlesque club. He already posted about it on. Because that's his home now. These are his mommies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I have eight mommies. <laughs> These are all my mommies. <laughs> um, like Blair's trying here, but Chuck is just a mess, and I don't know what it will take at this point for him to snap out of it. Right. I mean, because last episode we were dealing with the same sort of thing. He's maybe even worse now, but at the, at the time it made sense because it was all fresh to him, and now it's been a month. Like, if he hasn't gotten any better over the course of a month, then what's gonna what's it gonna take? 
Yeah, and this is even worse because he decides to throw a dig at Blair, asking her, "Is that it? Or did you want to tell me you love me again?" Yeah. Which is uh, uncalled for. Yeah. Like really, really adding yeah. insult to injury, just taking like her most like like this is the moment she can't stop thinking about, and he just throws it back in her face. Ooh, I wanted to I wanted to punch him in the face. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, and I'll, he acts like he they didn't have, like share a moment before he left for the month too. Yeah. Also, the dancers in this scene, they are putting on the weirdest show. Like, I, I don't know. I guess this is the uh, the daytime crew, so they're not going all out. But they're just, like, slowly swaying and, like, walking around in a circle. I don't yeah. know what was I, happening. I couldn't tell if it was, like, the edit that was making me uncomfortable or it was just, like, what they were doing. I, maybe <laughs> it was so also strange. because it was, like, from Chuck's perspective parts of it. Yeah. Right. Because it was the way Chuck was, like, looking at, like, his blurry eye division. Like, it yeah. was so weird. Um. And comes home to the loft again. He makes sure that the coast is clear and he lets Serena in so they can do some snooping. And uh, Detective Serena, she finds a ring. She immediately puts all the pieces together. Rufus must have asked Lily to marry him and she said no. So that's what this is all about. But uh, but no, that's, that's Dan's mom's ring who is uh, still alive. Great, great okay, theory so for us though. What was the... What was the point of that? You know what? I think Gossip Girl could have really enjoyed being on about 10 years later when it could have just been on a streaming service and been like 35 minute episodes because I, I felt like there was like 12 minutes too much content. Right. Uh, a little bit of filler in this one where they just had to. And that to little kinda, scene was have, just like, yeah. let's yeah. just throw it in. Let's we got it. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking like, why does Serena even show up in this scene? Like they make the excuse of like, oh, I shouldn't be here. Your dad doesn't want me here. And Dan's like, oh, but uh, less likely that he'll kill me with a witness. So we justify having Serena in this scene only for her to leave two seconds later when she gets a text message from Blair saying that she needs her. Yeah, Why it's just like you're spending a lot in cab fare to go to Brooklyn yeah. and then go back. Why not just have Blake Lively not in this scene? It didn't I, make yeah, sense for her to be Blake there. Lively's screen time here. <laughs> it was so, so strange. Such like this scene in particular but and then we have so uh, many episodes that are just like they i think they don't have enough time where they they try and cram like seven different plot lines into right episode. yeah um so serena's gonna be a good friend to blair she leaves right away leaving dan to do his sleuthing on his own and he opens daddy hump's bag and he finds a map of boston with a phone number on it how old is grandpa rufus that he is using a map which is something i've never <laughs> seen before in my life and he also writes a phone number down on it instead of like just saving it in his phone like, I know they're using flip phones, but you can still save a phone number in your phone instead of writing it down on a map. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I kind of remember when I would have away soccer games, my dad would still print out um, <laughs> MapQuest maps uh, from the computer. Yeah, so my mom was big into that too, printing yeah. out the the MapQuest directions. <laughs> yep, so. We used to go to like CIA, which the American version is AAA or whatever, and get like okay. trip tickets where it would like, we tell them where we were going and they'd print us out like a full map of it. It was great. I love that. <laughs> That's fun. I'm a map will, girly though. So <laughs> I have never used a map. I will never use a map. I use Apple maps all the time, but they, she just tells me where to go. I don't, I, I've never had to learn how to read a map. And Ooh, I, I love maps. I love I'm geography. I am so geographically challenged. I don't know where anything is. I also don't know my... Yeah, I also, yeah, and vertically challenged. Thank you for throwing that in my face. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know my cardinal directions, and I will never learn them. I, uh, I, if if I haven't learned them by now, I, I never will. Yeah, I, I've that's, heard that's never fair. eat soggy waffles. I, I, I know, I know the expression. I just, you can tell me I'm facing north. You just abide no by that rule, but you don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of, if someone tells me to go north, I just start repeating never eat soggy waffles, never eat soggy <laughs> waffles, and, and just hope that it will somehow help me, yeah, but it never out. does. Yeah. 
See, I have to like in the in the region I live in, it's like perfectly sandwiched between one lake in the north and one lake in the south. So it's very easy in this particular region to be like, I know where I'm going north and you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I know that yeah, I know that the water is south. So if I see water But we have water here, here I know that here. I'm facing Yeah, but that's further. Oh away. yeah, I mean, long are you in Long Island? You know what I yeah. learned recently? Not an yes. island, it's a peninsula. Welcome to the peninsula club, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, Kinda. I, I mean, because it's I, attached by one piece of land, just like Niagara. Water right, on so, three sides, but there are, land there are, on there peninsula. Are bridges to get to Manhattan, so I think we are separated a little bit. No, no, no. Right. But doesn't your doesn't the back end touch more land? Uh no, it does not. Hmm. Hmm. Well, we'll we'll uh we'll do some research and get back to you on that one. <laughs> I like I said, geographically challenged, so I'm not going to weigh in with my. <laughs> I could be wrong. Also, with my, I also don't know that much about anything. Um, so Dan is going to call the number that is on this map and he reaches an adoption agency and, uh, Dan's so shocked he can't even say anything on the phone, but now Dan knows what's been going on. Something, some kind of adoption is going on. He'll be able to put the pieces together pretty quickly. Um, Blair also comes home to a very worried Dorota. The colony club people are almost here, but, um, Blair just needs 10 minutes to get like a good cry session and, you know, been there. Sometimes you just need a good cry before you're ready to go again. Yeah, you gotta time out your cry sessions well so that you like don't show up to the next thing you're doing with like a full face of tears and like red bloodshot eyes. Yeah. It's tough. It must I, be nice not to be like affected by your crying for an hour and a half afterwards, <laughs> like I am. This was a very this was a very controlled cry from yeah, her. Right? She kinda just Impressive. cries a little bit, like not messy at all, and then she just kinda snaps back into it and she's like, All right, I'm ready to go. Colony club time. Yeah. Um so Back to Jenny, Eric, and Nelly Yuki. Jenny is uh, debriefing the squad here and tells her that Penelope is claiming that she's bullying them. And I don't know. I feel like this shouldn't be that hard to combat. Like, Jenny does have the truth on her side that she is not bullying. And she has, like, a laundry list of things that Penelope is actually doing to Nelly Yuki instead. But Eric, on the other hand, thinks that this is genius, what she's doing. Um, and as I said earlier, Jenny does not get punished or anything. Queller has had it up to here with these kids and just says to handle it yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that works out in her favor, for sure. Yeah. And uh, Jenny asks Nelly Yuki why they won't just let her quit, and it's because Nelly Yuki has too much knowledge about the minions, including that Penelope is sleeping with her dad's junior partner. Uh, Brendan, do you approve of this relationship? Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, what did you even ask? Very... <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a feeling. You were very pro. <laughs> um, and uh, so... Knowing now that this is all part of Neliyuki's plan, Neliyuki kind of a good actor in this scene, like pretending like she doesn't want these secrets to get out. Yeah, I mean uh, Neliyuki, maybe she's learned a lot from these uh, from these girls. Yeah, she this starts off I was, pretty innocent back in the day. I was thinking like, oh, she is a terrible schemer. But if this was actually all part of the plan, uh, Neliyuki actually, I mean, it does not play out well for her at the end. But right. based on what she thought was happening, I, I guess some pretty good moves from Nelly. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you, it's, it's got to rub off eventually, you know. Sure. So Dan is going to confront Rufus here. He asks what he was looking for in Boston and tells him to cut the bullshit because he knows it wasn't a sculptor or a painter. And Rufus really just, uh, <laughs> you know, gives it up here and, and responds by asking if Chuck Bass said something. And Dan is flummoxed by that response because he didn't even know Chuck Bass knew. He's yeah, like, you just gave me a lead. Chuck Bass knows something about our life and I don't. Are you fucking kidding me? A big fumble from Rufus here. <laughs> Rufus so has to just give it up and be like, "Hey, please don't judge me. This is what's happening." <laughs> yeah. And why does Rufus, Chuck know? Uh, Chuck knows because his dad's private investigator, Andrew Tyler, 
was hired to get dirt on Lily. He found this out about her, that she had a pregnancy back in the day and was going to give this information to Bart. But Bart died in the car accident. So instead, he sold it off to the highest bidder, which was Bart's son, Chuck. So Chuck knew about it. And uh, then eventually, how did Rufus find out about Oh, Lily's mom told Rufus about it. So yeah, yeah. very convoluted here, <laughs> how everyone found out about this. But yes, that is the uh, right. That is the short version, I guess. You can guarantee whenever Lily and Rufus are going to get back, back together, Cece is going to come between them. Yes, Mama Cece is going to be like, no, 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 you are not dating my daughter. Yeah. I'm waiting for them to get um, back together again, or, or they're about to get back together. And I'm wondering, like, what what else, what other dirt Cece has on the two of them? Yeah, Cece's just got a whole list. Yeah. She's just going through it one by one. <laughs> um, Rufus just wants one more day because there's a right way to talk about all of this, which is funny because Rufus doesn't seem to care about doing things the right way when he's trying to get what he wants. But when Dan all of a sudden wants to know what's going on, he's like, oh, there's a right way to handle this, Dan. Let me just give me a day. <laughs> right. Uh, it's always Dan's Rufus like, is aware of the highway. And you see now where like Jenny and Dan get this from. Yeah. And Dan's like, I think we're past that. And he walks out, which again, very justifiable from Dan. I, I see why where Haley's coming from here, why Dan might have been her favorite character this episode. Because I was rooting for Dan every step yeah, of the way when true. he's going against her. Because stupid dad in his place all episode long. Exactly. Um, so Serena has now arrived to help Blair, but uh Blair says she's fine. It was a false alarm, and she lets Serena know that this was about Chuck. He's holed up at the Vitrola in a downward spiral, but it's not any of her concern. And Again, she looks great saying it. She's in her cute little um, high society outfit that she's yeah. going to go to the Colony Club meeting in. <laughs> and the Colony Club, Club arrives, gives Serena the stink eye a little bit. And five, and she's like seven and a half. Like, there's no way these women would let Blair in. Like, is there no. some sort of, like, joining fee that they're trying to take from her? Like, no, I don't understand. They, they said that the Colony Club doesn't let high schoolers in. And Blair's like, oh, yeah, I was surprised too. Actually, no, I wasn't. But... Uh, Serena says they have to help Chuck since he doesn't have any brothers or sisters, which it seems a little ridiculous that Serena thinks they have to go right the second. Like Blair can do her high society colony club thing first. And plus Blair says that Chuck has made it very clear. He doesn't want her help anyway. So it seems kind of fruitless, but Serena's going to shame her anyway for abandoning Chuck for a bunch of society matrons. Uh, again, feel like it's a little unfair from Serena because Blair has been literally nonstop trying to help Chuck. And as Blair says, these matrons are going to help her build a life, whereas Chuck can only destroy one. She's not abandoning Chuck. She's saving herself. Some good spin here by, by Blair. Yeah. But I guess Serena is sort of right. Yeah. You know, you can't just stop I, out of nowhere. You, if, you're, if you're all in, you're all in. You can't just give up. I don't, I don't know. Serena I would knows. give up. I would give up. I, yeah. If I'm Blair, I I'm think, giving up. The way, think, the way Chuck treated her, and I get it. Like, he's going through stuff, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. You can't give up. But, like, you shouldn't have to be treated like that. Like, you can Absolutely. still love somebody and care for them and want the best for them and be like, this is not a good sp space for me to be in. Especially when you're 17 and you don't actually have the tools to handle any of this. Right. At a certain point, you just have to draw the line. I don't know if Serena knows exactly how much Blair has been doing for Chuck recently, but Serena's just like, yeah, you you know, how dare you? How dare you, Blair? Uh, she gives her one more disapproving, judgy look before leaving down the elevator. And uh, we're going to cut to the big uh, party at the Vitrola here. And Dan shows up because he knows Chuck knows something now because Rufus is an idiot. And we get the great Chuck reading that I referenced at the top of the show. Uh, that's the problem with an open invitation. You can't keep out the hoi polloi. <laughs> Again, no idea what it means, but it was still funny to me. Uh, Haley, as a member of high society, do you know what the hoi polloi is? Absolutely not. Sorry. According to a quick Google search, apparently it means the common people. So a, a good oh. dig from Chuck here, I guess. Okay, sure. I did like. I was very excited to see Dan and Chuck in the same room again. We don't get enough Chuck and Dan together. Right. Uh, does this count as a Dan Chuck team up? I, 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 not technically, no, I guess. It does but they, not really, but it's exciting to see them just like interact. 
shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, with his uh, greetings here, he, he should be like a greeter at Walmart or something. I think that's just like <laughs> a, a, a great sketch just waiting to happen. <laughs> it really is. I would enjoy that. So... Uh, this is another good line from Chuck when Dan asked the big question that uh, he knows his dad was in Boston looking for some orphanage or looking for some orphanages and Chuck just says how Dickensian <laughs> you know I'm thinking for maybe for season three of this podcast we don't recycle uh, last week's Lonely Boys Theater at the top of the show we do our own uh, <laughs> improv skit in character as, uh, as Chuck. characters of, of Chuck or whoever anyone from Gossip Girl we just do our own skits That'll be top. some good, uh, some good improv exercises. Yeah, sure. uh, so uh, Chuck says he was gonna keep Lily's secret, but because Dan buried the story on his dad, now they can, you know, be even. So he'll tell him what's going on there. Turns out Humphrey is not the firstborn after all. He spills the beans on the whole story, including that Rufus probably just found out, and uh, Serena is now the only one who doesn't know. And as Chuck points out, once Dan tells her, it'll be over between them because uh, even Chuck thinks that sh sharing a sibling is a bit much. And if something is too taboo, even for Chuck, then uh, you're in trouble. Yeah, I mean, it's funny that <laughs> even the three of us don't agree with Chuck. Right. Chuck is like, We're that's a little much. Him, yeah. yeah, That's a little much, even for me. <laughs> but uh, we all disagree with Chuck, so. Yeah. Blair is in her big uh, colony club meeting. Love, love Blair's hat again. She's she's so cute. I, I just love What an incredible hat rotation she's got. It, yeah, absolutely. We gotta, and at the end of the season, too, we got to rank the hats. Absolutely. And it's going well, but they're a little concerned that Blair is friends with Serena. And it seems like this is the first time this has ever happened. Like, even Yale is getting with the times and loves all the nonsense that Serena gets into. But the Colony Club is the last group of people too uppity <laughs> to be obsessed over Serena Vanderwoodson. I was surprised. I thought it was going to go the other way because we've been hearing all this stuff about like, oh my God, Serena's on every magazine cover. She's so amazing. And then we get the complete opposite from these old hags. Uh, and it's <laughs> right. also funny because I keep hearing them say like the comedy club. And just imagine this being like a comedy team of women. <laughs> is it really it pretty much is because they're all yeah. laughing at their at their own snooty jokes. Like, <laughs> and they're not done though. Like, it seems like they're just going to use this interview as an opportunity to shit talk the Vanderwoodsons and Basses. They called yeah. Bart's car accident a mercy killing and then laugh about crazy. it. And was this your joke of the episode? That absolutely was <laughs> mercy killing. <laughs> it's so good, and they're just doing this like in front of Blair, and yeah. then they ask if she has anything to do with Bass Junior. And as soon as Blair starts to speak, they're like. You have to say no or else. <laughs> like they'd see what she's about to say and just like, no, no, wrong answer. Say yes. No, no, no. Don't say yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's just a ridiculous scene. And then Blair, I think, is just realizing like, oh, this is all this is. Like they just come here and like shit talk everything, I guess. And she's like, okay, this is what I could do be doing with my high school friends that I actually kind of enjoy. You guys are all weirdos. All you old freaks. Right. This this brings her back down to earth. Like, why would she even want to be a part of this uppity old people club? Yeah. Uh, so Definitely she's shades gonna... of also uh, Emily Gilmore's. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Group, when group Rory has to, has to hang out with the old with the old people the old in the uh, daughters of the American Revolution or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> so she's gonna leave to help Chuck. That piece of work Chuck best needs me. And Serena and her mother are wonderful, kind people. And uh, you know, she also calls them a bunch of bitches, which I thought was a little much on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not for, Especially for a CW show. She was just, you know... You bunch of bitches. Throwing out obscenities there. <laughs> um, the Colony Club asks, you know, do you know what you're doing? And Blair says, I thought I was leaving high school behind. I guess you never do. Dorota will get your coats. And she uh, she breaks out into her... Yes. Like, and Blair breaks out into her rendition of uh, High School Never Ends by Bowling for Soup. And also starts <laughs> playing the air guitar like Rufus was. Two air guitars in this 
There's one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Eric Carr's uh, song. It is a bop. <laughs> uh, back to Chuck's big party. Uh, he's out of it again, just watching everyone dance. And Eric finds him, to, again, tells him to come home. No one's giving up on Chuck right now. Chuck's dad may have sucked, but uh, he has been so lucky, Chuck has, to uh, have his step family love him so much and still want to be, like, have him as a part of the family even after Chuck, uh, Bart dies. Right. You feel like even Lily, who was ready to divorce his father, like, still kind of wants to be a guardian type figure for him, seemingly. As far as, like, last yeah. episode goes, too. Everyone cares about Chuck so much. Yeah. And so Chuck tells Eric it was nice having him as his little brother, which at, yeah. at least is much nicer yes. than he was saying last that week. It made me feel much better. Yeah. Um, so Eric goes outside. We're going to have our big showdown. Penelope, Hazel, and Isabel against Jenny, Eric, and Nelly Yuki, the battle for the ages. And Jenny comes out of the woodwork to let them know about the gossip girl bless she just wrote. Penelope has been fucking her dad's junior partner. Hazel got drunk and hooked up with her cousin twice. And Isabel, so bad she won't even say it out loud. So... Um, <laughs> I was I wanted to do a uh, fuck Mary kill for these three, but since Isabel, they don't even say hers. I guess we can't, which is very unfortunate. Yeah, I guess I guess not. Uh, and we have we have no way of kind of even like figuring out what it oh, might be. Still killing, sleeping with your cousin twice, right? Well, like, I it doesn't know. matter what this other thing is. What's is it more for, is it more forgivable if her cousin's really hot? N- no, <laughs> yeah, I, think so. I think so. I mean, if one of, well, one of them could be is so bad, we won't even say it. So it's got to be it's better true. than the cousin. Okay, but like, what, what, what's worse? What's worse, murder? Like, I'd rather, I'd rather. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe hers is hooking up with murder. her. Maybe it's hooking up with her sibling. Ew, it's just one okay, step further. Well, I mean, <laughs> Every, the, the dirt that Jenny has on everyone is just who they're sleeping with. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like get something else. Who cares? <laughs> so uh, Jenny's not hit send yet, and she won't if they all back off Nelly Yuki and the minions surrender. We get it. Penelope says, "Duh, you win," which I guess is legally what you have to say when you lose. Yeah, I think, That's I think so. That's what um, Ethan always says to me in Scrabble. Uh, you win. win. <laughs> uh, is that I mean, all you can spell Scrabble. in Scrabble? Is duh? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they, they also immediately know their place and they bow down and recognize Jenny as their queen, asking what she wants to do about the collegiate party tomorrow. <laughs> the, the politics of the school are so amusing. So they hate her so much, but they are ready to worship her as the queen this because they they're all little loser minions. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Jenny's been back at school for one episode and has already climbed the ranks and can be queen of Constance again if she wants it. She is amazing. It's like, are you kidding me? This is, it was that fucking easy. Like, I, I don't even want this. So funny. Exactly. Like, all right, fine. You're in charge of the collegiate party now. What do we do? You're our leader. But that is not what Jenny wants. And the minions are like incredulous. They're like, Jenny, you were just doing a good deed? Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, like, that sucks. They're so not impressed. (laughs) then we find out that this idiot Nelly Yuki was under the impression that Jenny did want to be queen. Uh, She figured she could never usurp Hazel and Isabel, but if there was a new regime, maybe she could make some moves, which, as I was saying, honestly, a good move from Nelly Yuki to try and mix things up, but she really misplayed her hand here because she was trying to play Jenny, but now she actually does want to go to the collegiate party, and Eric's, like, commenting throughout this whole thing. He's like, oh, boy, that's not good. Oh, you want to go to that party, don't you? (laughs) Like, he's just so, like, shaking his head the whole time, and she has to come crawling back to the minions now, and, like, they're going to... force her to lick yogurt off of their feet at this point like they're not even like wipe yeah. it with her fingers they're gonna like make her lick it like Absolutely. her coming crawling back is such a bad look for Nelly Yuki now 
Yeah, it's tough. And it's insane to think that for her to think that she could have overtaken Jenny because that, that would never have happened. I guess at the very least, she would have at least been maybe if she, maybe, I don't know if she can you have a like two different genders in this coalition here. Like, could Eric have been her number two? And no, right. Like he I, number three. See, the thing is, since Eric goes to the uh, boys side of the school, I don't think he's like he technically. Part OK, so I, mean, I guess by that logic, conscience. she would have been he, Jenny's number two, even though he, even though he only hangs out with the girls. Right. I don't know. Um, so, you know, Jenny and Eric just have to laugh. You know, everything's exactly the same, but nothing is, and nothing has changed to which Eric applies everything but you obviously approving of the change in Jenny. And, uh, I'm chalking this up as a win for both of them, even though technically nothing changed. Yeah. Not, not a very high stakes, but still enjoyable. And I'm, I'm glad they had such a good friend pal around. I loved it. Uh, this was my favorite storyline of the episode. Yeah, me too. It, it was just like, uh, we'll get into like reviews and stuff, obviously, but this is the only one that was truly enjoyable to me only because it was the only one that was not so melodramatic. I know that this is, like we always say, this is a a drama, but these other plot lines were just so, so much and felt like they were, like we were saying earlier, just so stretched out for no reason. This one was like just a classic good Gossip Girl plot line that I actually cared about. I think it does a lot of work to uh, bring this this episode up for me, but more on that in the episode grades. Uh, Rufus is going to meet with Lily here, tells her that Dan's going to know soon and will probably tell Serena and I, did they have to meet up for this? I feel like Rufus probably could have just told her this over the phone, but w- whatever. So Lily is uh, yeah. devastated thinking about what her kids are going to think about her. Are they going to hate her like Rufus does? You know, she gave away their brother. And Rufus at first just stares her down, refuses to empathize with her because he's an asshole. And then Lily has to like tell him, I wasn't ready. I was young and scared and heartbroken over you. And Cece kept pressuring me. And the truth is I wasn't ready to have a baby, which is very valid. All and valid. Rufus finally tells her that he understands why she gave him up. It's that she didn't tell him. And he tells her that he doesn't hate her. He just found out about this, though, and it's going to take some time. And I don't know why he couldn't just say this before, because when you say it like that, it seems perfectly reasonable. Right. <laughs> it takes us all episode to get a normal sentence out of this fucking maniac. What's wrong with him? <laughs> I don't know. So, I-, I guess pretty much wraps up that story, so... Serena comes to the Vitrola. Dan finds her and asks to talk to her somewhere privately. And at the same time, Uncle Jack finds Blair. And Blair's like, why the fuck are you at a high school party, you old weirdo? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I'm always here. Oh, Chuck's throwing the party of the year. I gotta come by. How old is Uncle Jack supposed to be? I don't know. It's hard to tell because he looks young. He's definitely much younger than Bart was. Yeah, he's not like a a normal age uncle. I think he's one of those, like, young uncles. A young uncle. Oh, good spinoff of Big Bang Theory, Young Uncle. <laughs> Hashtag Yunkle. <laughs> Young. <laughs> so, so, um, where were we? Oh, yes. Blair asks Eric if he's seen Chuck, and Eric is like, yeah, a while ago. He mentioned one to see the view from above. And Chuck, uh, Blair knows Chuck well enough to know that he must be on the rooftop, yeah, and they leave to go find to him. Eric, I was like, he's going to try and kill himself. That's immediately what, what I thought. Like, I think that's what he was trying I to do. say. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe we should uh, keep some eyes on him, Eric. But right. that's what I thought. <laughs> Eric's yeah, got I was surprised other... that he didn't really pick up on that. No, he he doesn't know Chuck quite as well as Blair does. Yeah. So they're gonna run up to the rooftop, and uh, before they get up there, though, Chuck is like plastered and singing and just walking on the ledge of the roof. He almost loses his balance and like drops his beer all the way down. Pretty scary. Yeah. Are are either of you scared of heights? Like I, I'm not scared of heights, but I would never knew, do this, no matter how drunk or sober I got. Like my balance is not good enough for this, even when I'm sober. Yeah, I'm medium scared of heights. I'd be I'd be afraid of that. The appropriate amount of uh, scared of heights. Yeah, I think I'd say so. 
I'm really afraid of heights. Like I, I, I can't like look over stairwells or else I get weak in the knees. Mm. Wow, so that, you that definitely would not. Yeah. You yeah. definitely would not ever be doing this. No, 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 no. Like I, it made me sick to my stomach to watch this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if I look over a high ledge like that, I feel Look. like I'm like nervous. I'll like have some weird impulse where I'll, I'll jump off. I'm very clumsy. I'm worried I'm just going to fall. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I like when you see pictures of people just like kind of sitting on like a ledge oh or God, like, like the edge of a canyon. Crazy, like, I don't know I could never. why, like one wrong move and you're dead. No, if yeah. someone like, I don't know, bumps into you. Like, That's I don't know why anyone ever do me. that. Yeah. I, I would like, I, I could look at it and not be scared, but I'm standing like at least, you know, Ten paces away. Yeah, when I see pictures like that, I feel like I'm falling a little bit. Yeah. So Blair and Uncle Jack show up to the roof. Jack screams Chuck's name and almost makes him lose his balance. And Blair's like, you <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I think this sort of plays into a little bit of my theory for Uncle Jack. Is like he he's sort of trying to swing his way into the will here and then maybe if he accidentally kills chuck he's next to you think he's trying to kill chuck grab yeah that's his agenda he's trying i think to that might have been what he's trying to do wow i i like it i hope that that's where this is going <laughs> um, uncle jack now tries to talk him off the ledge he's saying his dad wouldn't want this but chuck only knows what his dad didn't want and that's him and we get the very depressing version of chuck's catchphrase as he screams i'm chuck bass no one cares oh <laughs> tune in for that later yeah Yes, this is, of course, the scene that we will be reenacting. So I, I won't spoil everything here, but Blair, uh, you know, says enough to, you know, talk him off the ledge. She's like, you know, don't Literally. do whatever you want to yourself, but don't do this to me. And uh, did, did you did you think he was going to jump or fall or anything? <laughs> what? I did. Yeah, I thought, I thought this would be the end of Chuck, honestly. <laughs> Chuck gets written out of the show. Yeah. Um, if Aaron's gone, then Chuck's got to be gone, too. That would have been your joke of the episode, Brandon, if he fell <laughs> yeah. off the ledge. That honestly would have been, because it would have been, how fucking crazy is that to get rid of like one of the best characters in the show? But did you, do you have a joke of the episode for this one? Um, I think it was whatever, whatever we said the, uh, the old woman said in the comedy club. Okay. <laughs> when she said, when she called up Bart's death a mercy killing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just something of the same vein. Yeah. Fucking asshole. I, you know, I should give her my MVP, my LVP. <laughs> so Blair reaches her hands out. Chuck takes it and comes down. He hugs her and apologizes. You know, love a dramatic rooftop scene and love an iconic Chuck and Blair scene. We get, like I said, one of these dramatic Chuck and Blair scenes, you know, all the time, mostly every episode at this point. And like I said, I do love a dramatic scene on the rooftop. I don't care how like cheesy and dramatic this was. I enjoyed this final scene between them. Yeah, so, it was alright. I mean, it, their it, their it, hug was nice. I appreciated yeah. the hug. Yeah. They it's also they've elevated had more annoying the and cheesier. I think this was like this yeah. was right in the middle of like of their hierarchy of endings. This is and, this is a and the ranking one. is coming. The ranking yeah. is coming. The Blair and Chuck uh, final scene of the episode ranking. So back to Serena and Dan. Dan is about to tell Serena, but he gets a call from Rufus. And what timing? Rufus tells Dan that Lily wants to tell Serena and Eric herself, so he can't tell her. And uh, they're going to go look for their son, I guess. And now Rufus all of a sudden cares about how other people feel as he tells Dan, you know, this is really between a mother and daughter. And, uh, you know, I know it's hard, but you have to respect that. Fuck him. Fuck, fuck you, Rufus. Yeah. <laughs> well put. Literally, how is Dan supposed to just not tell her? I would yeah. be like, I would be upfront and be like, listen, there's a big secret, but I'm not allowed to tell you. So you just have to ask your mom because Dan having to lie about something this big is not fair to anyone involved. No, especially when the two of them had so many problems with each other just like keeping secrets from each other yeah it's just like not a good look for the start of their relationship for the third time 
Absolutely. Like, and it's going to be so obvious that Dan is like keeping from something from her. Right. So. This is going to start another fight. Just like, Dan, you knew about this? I'm like, yeah, well, I wasn't allowed to tell you. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to tell you. Lily wanted to tell you. So, Lily, fucking call your daughter and tell her right now. Like, what are you, what are right. you waiting for? So, Uncle I, I Jack and Blair. Blair should have been mad about any of this. He should have been like, you know what? Fuck that kid. Let's make another one right now. They just should have <laughs> started off fresh. Yeah. You know, let's just get back to it. Yeah. So Uncle Jack and Blair are able to get Chuck into the limo. Blair wants him to go to Lily's, but Jack thinks it'll be safer if he keeps an eye on him. So maybe he's going to try to kill him like like Brendan thinks. (laughs) Blair, much like Brendan, does not truck Uncle Jack, but Jack tells her, you know, she doesn't really have a choice. And Blair responds with, he can't know what happened on New Year's. Oh, boy. what What is this? What happened on New Year's? So maybe you're right and she slept with him on New Year's. Oh, maybe she's pregnant. Oh, oh, my God. You know, you can sleep with someone and not get pregnant. Not, uh, not in the CW. <laughs> not in the CW. It's very rare, yeah. <laughs> Serena asks Dan what's going on, and Dan just tells her that uh, he and that Rufus and Lily are going away for a couple of days, but that's all he says. So we see Rufus and Lily reuniting here, and they're off to find their son, and that's the episode. So, Brendan, some predictions here. Um, I guess the first, the big one, I think, is what happened with Bla- Blair and Jack on New Year's Eve. Are you sticking with the pregnancy story? Um, I'll, that's all I have right now. I'll stick with the pregnancy story. Um, I also think that Jack is a a killer. Um, <laughs> has killed and will kill more. Wow, he just I has love that it. look about him. Uh, who else do we um, have? Lily and Rufus. Are Rufus, yeah, are they going to find their son? I think they're going to find him. We're going to meet him. And uh, then what? Hey, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, just like you... stay out of my life. Like I don't want you here. Let me be. Hey, buddy, I, I, I hope you're glad you found your dad. <laughs> All right, bye. Yeah, congrats. Like, they're not gonna adopt him. He's fucking nineteen or yeah, whatever. Just be a hello, or... goodbye. All right, whatever. Uh, and what does that mean for Dan and Serena? Will they keep dating, or will this be too weird for them? Uh, it's so annoying because they they start the episode by getting back together so quickly. Like, straight off the plane, like, I'm done with this guy. Let's start dating like, immediately. And now this is going to come between them, I bet you. So, Yeah, they, you. these writers always love to put hurdles in front of the right. of the couples. But I do like that they uh, give us we... a full count of how many times they've been together. So at least we, I want to keep continuing to count if they don't do it for yeah, us. They keep so saying that this, this, is, number three. this is a third time the charm, yeah. yeah. What does uh, Jenny's trajectory look like going forward? Is she going to rise to Queen Bee again, or is she going to be a, a a good little girl and just be Eric's friend, and they're going to yeah. stay out of the drama? I don't know. It just seems like she's not all that interested, but she can if she wants to be. Maybe she'll start her own sort of like uh, team of good-doers, do-gooders. Yeah, the, the good-doers club. The good-doers. <laughs> and uh, what about Chuck? Is he ever going to be sober again? I, I think from this point on, or la- from last episode on, the rest of the season is just going to be him uh, and the opioids. <laughs> and where the fuck does Nate keep going every other week? Just to round out our batch of characters here. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe him and uh, Vanessa are out at the Hamptons house together. Well, we got the exposition that Vanessa was with her parents. At the top of the episode, Rufus oh, right. was like, Vanessa's still with her parents? And Dan's like, yeah, so we don't have to worry about yeah, her eating all out. our breakfast this week. <laughs> Nate just like misses... So much, like he's gonna come back from wherever he is, and he's like, "What? Chuck almost fell off the roof? What are you talking?" Yeah, it's honestly kind of weird for him not to be there. That being because like, now him and Chuck are besties again, right? Yeah, he, he could be he helping out. He could have been tagging along. Yeah, uh, Haley, as someone who doesn't know what's gonna happen, or if if you do, don't make predictions. But if you don't know what's gonna happen in the near future, feel free to make some predictions on your own. No, like I, I don't know what happens in the near future. I just 
God, I feel like everyone should break up and just go <laughs> to separate states. That's what they did in the season one finale, and now everyone slowly, oh. <laughs> little hmm. by little, couple by together. couple, they're all getting back together. So that's Nate and Vanessa, Rufus and Lily, know. Dan and Serena, Blair and Chuck, they all broke up <laughs> in the season one finale, and now they're all getting back together. I mean, you could be right, I think though. they just should reverse that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> every season finale, everyone just breaks up, and then every season is just them slowly getting back together. That sounds about right. I would not be surprised. Um, that's it. Let's get into some segments here. And for my favorite segment, user review of the week. And for this one, I was getting sick of comedy fans' uh, user reviews. No offense to comedy fan yeah. who's been doing a great job. So I looked at the Gossip Girl wiki for this episode and looked at some of the comments. So I took one of the comments here. And a fandom user on January 30th, 2016 said, I like Gossip Girl too. And Humphrey is my favorite character. Oh, maybe this was Haley. <laughs> I like Gossip Girl too. Dan Humphrey is my favorite character. He always watches his little sister Jenny. He sets a good example for her. He is in charge of Jenny whenever Rufus goes out of town. He did. Com- I'm sorry. I don't know why this is so funny to me. He did comfort Jenny in Blair Bitch Project after his fight with Rufus. Dan is a great big brother. I like big brothers who look out for their little sister. <laughs> Jenny should have talked to Dan in the episode The Serena Also Rises about how she wanted to skip school to pursue fashion. He would have protected her from the bullies. <laughs> it's just just about Dan's relationship with Jenny. So so weird. It's like weird fragmented sentences yes, yeah. about how like Dan's a good big brother and watches Jenny. Dan is a good brother. Dan is strong. Dan is handsome. I like Dan's sideburns. <laughs> uh, next week, the episode is called Gone with the Will. And I did give a little spoiler, but any further predictions you have based on the episode title, Brendan? Uh, pretty much what you said. You kind of gave it up and ruined it. Oh, sorry. Uh, and just like I did, the, this is the little a blurb. Free show, by the way, I just want to have you reminded. Yeah, thank you. The little preview says Bart's will is read, and Dan learns his father's secret. I thought Dan had already learned his father's secret, so I don't know if there's another one that he's going to learn next oh, wow. episode. Or this, this show is, is or what? full. Well, I mean, we're going to find out about what happened on New Year's. I'm guessing too. Oh, I hope we do. Mm-hmm. So that is all for in the realm of Bess's. Let's get to the episode grades. And I went first last week, so Brendan, you will go first this week. What grade are you giving the episode? All right. This will not be a high grade. We've had a good streak of high, high letter grades. Um, Even though Aaron's gone, you know, and and Vanessa also wasn't here, it was still a a weirdly paced episode where, like we said earlier, it just felt like a lot of it was stretched out where it didn't have to be. I did, however, like uh, Eric and Jenny's plotline quite a bit. But the other stuff was just a little bit too melodramatic for me. But it was picked up a little bit by uh, Chuck and Blair's ending, although not their strongest, but still pretty good. Uh, and I love a good cliffhanger. So I'll give it like a nice little B minus. Okay, fair. Yeah. Um, hey, Haley, would you like to go next? Sure. I'm not that far off. I'm giving it a C plus. I just felt like there's so much filler. And I, I know it's the point of the show that all of these people are making bad decisions, but everyone is making bad decisions. Yeah. And like, especially the adults, like the young people. Well, that's, like that's the, uh, yeah, that's the decisions. theme. Yeah. That is, that is the theme of the show that the adults all suck. Okay. Parents, um, kids. So, I, I guess I'm higher on this episode than you guys. Me, br- me Brendan, me and you, we, we've been uh, off kilter the last few weeks. You've been given high grades when I give low grades and, and vice versa. Um, wow. 
I, I really like this episode. My favorite story was obviously the Jenny and Eric plot line because I'm obsessed with the politics of Constance. And having Jenny come back and like immediately get to work taking down the minions is iconic. And I'm always going to be a fan of those storylines. I think the Blair and Chuck stuff, which, uh, you know, I guess could have been a little annoying, but I thought it was good for the most part. I hate Jack, but Chuck is still doing his thing, acting wasted and depressed, and uh, has that very dramatic rooftop scene that I liked. And then... Rufus and Lily stuff, it kind of goes together with the Dan and Serena stuff, where Rufus is obviously annoying all episode, but I like Dan getting into it with him, and the new element of the mystery son is enough to keep it interesting and keep the plot moving forward. And, like you said, no Vanessa this episode, no Aaron Rose, he's finally gone. So I am going to... It's definitely not, you know, it, it's it's not the perfect episode that, I'm, that would give it an A territory. You know, maybe if I had cried and it had that, like, extra emotional factor yeah. that made me cry, I would bump it up to... A minus, but uh, as for now, I will give it a B plus. All right, not too shabby. Yep, so a decent grade yeah. from me. Uh, let's get into the MVPs. Brendan, who is your MVP for this episode? Hmm. This is a little bit of. There's a couple people that are actually. We've had a couple of episodes in a row where everyone was either really bad, or there mm. was like one clear outlier that was like the one. The one good character that episode we have a couple of this one um i was kind of stuck between jenny and dan the uh, the two good humps of the episode uh <laughs> but i think liking jenny's plotline so much i'm gonna give it to her um we love when jenny's back at school obviously we love especially when her and eric team up together i could uh, also yep, give it to yep. him but he, he doesn't have a huge episode just because he's not involved all that much he's just there to like make his funny little comments which is always great but i think jenny just really takes the cake this episode with uh showing how powerful she could be Love it. Love when Jenny gets MVPs. Uh, Haley, who's your MVP of the episode? Wow, we are simpatico because I'd have to agree. To agree, it's Jenny. Wow. Like, I, you know, she she had the best scene. She made the most sense. She yes. was really fighting for for the underdogs here. She was so excited for her brother Dan to be in a happy relationship. I think it was her. Yeah, I enjoyed a her light. a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I will just jump in to say it's an easy choice for me. You know I love giving MVPs to Jenny. And this oh. week she definitely deserves. So it's a clean sweep for Jenny. Wow. Jenny may have the most clean sweeps of any character. This yeah, is she, at least good, her second. Good. Yeah, when she has a good episode, I think everyone could. I think this might be her third clean sweep of the series so far, which is uh, a very good feat for her. Yeah. The triple crown for Jenny here. It's her literal first week back to school, and she was able to become Queen Bee again if she if she wanted it, which she does not. She saw an injustice. She went to action to try and make things right. And then when she had the choice to join that life again, she actually turns it down. And her friendship with Eric has never been stronger. Great episode for the artist formerly known as Little J. So we are all <laughs> in agreement here. And what about the LVP, Brendan? Who you got? So I'm worried this one's going to be... It's a possible clean, clean sweep, but I, I know that Haley hates chuck this episode that could, that could kind of help divvy things up a little bit i would ever like chuck <laughs> <laughs> listen chuck's got we I got the chuck boys out here in full force. i don't know if he'd ever have redeeming qualities for me oh you'd, you'd be surprised he's not too, he's not too bad don't just skip the first episode um so, so sorry he's he's not too bad that's not really selling me on this guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, skip the first episode uh, listen he has his like they give it helps that they give him the best lines and the most compelling storylines, and then I do think he becomes more rootable as it goes on. But yeah, you kind of get accustomed to the way he speaks, and it becomes uh, sort of entertaining in a weird way. Um, this was not a good first Chuck episode for anyone, as he is, you know, not in a good state of mind here. Yeah, it was, it was a tough one, but uh, with that, I, I think even worse than him, this episode was Rufus. Just like I, I couldn't stand. Like, Chuck was at least entertaining 
all episode long. Um, while he might have been like the most, uh, you know, destructive, but Rufus was just so annoying. I hated looking at him every time he was speaking, even when he wasn't speaking and just chewing that fucking apple. I just couldn't stand oh it. Oh my god! And so, the turtleneck. The turtleneck was bad. The attitude's bad. Um, I also don't like when he puts my favorite character, Beautiful Lily, through distress. Um, so big LVP to Daddy Hump. All right, Haley, who was your LVP of the episode? Um, Dan's dad. That guy sucks. <laughs> Rufus again. So <laughs> very, very succinct. Much, much like Uncle Jack, you're working with a character limit here. And straight to the point here. Rufus sucks. LVP. And it is also wow. easy for me. I fucking hate Rufus, and I'm giving him the LVP. Clean sweep again! Clean sweep, wow. baby. We wow. could not get an agreement on the episode grade, but as for MVPs and LVPs, very easy. Very. For all the reasons we mentioned throughout the episode. He's annoying and unbearable all episode, and the way he talks to the people he supposedly loves and cares about is disgusting, so... LVP. And you know what? Uh, most recent guest of the pod, Sarah, would also be proud as she came on and said her least favorite character in the whole show is Rufus. Wow. He's, he's had a bad, right. a bad season. No love lost for Rufus recently. And with that, let's get into our final segment. That is, of course, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we are going to do that rooftop scene with Jack, Blair, and Chuck. Haley, you already said you want to play Chuck. Um, sure do. I usually play Blair, so I'll take Blair again. Uh, and uh, Brendan, you want to be Jack? I'll hit that line so hard. I All right, so you have the first line here whenever you're ready. Chuck. Oh, you idiot. You don't surprise someone standing off the edge of a building? Chuck, come away from there. Let's go down and join the party. I was at the party. I'm not really into that. Chuck, your father wouldn't have wanted this. Dear old dad, unfortunately, all I know is that what he didn't want, which is me. I'm Chuck Bass. No one cares. <laughs> I do. Don't you understand? I'll always be here. I don't want you going anywhere. I couldn't bear it. So whatever you want to do to yourself, please don't do it to me. Please. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yay, we love each other wow. again. Incredible. Aww, nice, 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 nice. <laughs> oh, another standing ovation from the Lonely Boys crowd. Even Bebop is giving us an ovation. Wow. All right, settle down, Bebop. Settle down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do I have to edit um, barks into this now because of that? <laughs> yeah, you have to edit barks into the <laughs> Most people edit barks out. Brendan has to edit barks into the podcast. <laughs> uh, so that is our final segment. The only thing we have left is to do some plugs once again thank you so much for coming on like i said i was so excited to have you on the podcast even though you would never watch the show and let me tell you you it didn't matter that you never watched you didn't miss a beat you were stellar as you always are on podcasts so do you have anything you would like to plug at this hour first of all it was on an honor um if you want to hear more from me just skip to the beginning of this episode and re-listen again Oh, yeah. um, or if you want to hear those other listens, stuff, get it up. just keep replaying it as you, you know, I used to listen to podcasts to fall asleep and I would just okay. replay the same podcast over and over again. So I probably <laughs> accounted for so many of the early RHAP numbers. Anyway, um, that's how, that's how Rob got his start. Actually, yeah. he, that, that would have went under if you weren't there. Giving I'm, him I'm also going to release a separate version of this episode where it's just Haley's voice, her, just her track. So you want to listen to that? Nice. Yeah. 
I'm sure some people would really enjoy it, um, but some people would really not enjoy it. I hope you guys don't get any comments about my vocal fry. I just use it as oh, dramatic. No. They all get they, they love they, fry. They'll, they'll get blocked if anyone complains about Great. the vocal fry. Yes. I love that for us. Um, but if you actually, if you want to hear more, um, I am on the uh, weekly Top Chef for Hapa podcast. Uh, I do podcast about The Bachelor regularly, although that is not on right now, thankfully for me and my mental state. <laughs> um, if you want to find me on other places on the internet, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hstrong underscore. And if you want to check out what I'm reading, check out my bookstagram at the Strong Library. Wow. Yes. Very good, good plugs. plugs. Good plugs. A and a great follow. Maybe I should read the we Gossip love... Girl book for, for that. Oh, Ooh. Yeah. Let, it, let us know if you decide to I do will. that. I will. We could have a, yeah. another emergency bonus podcast and break down right. the first book. Please. Um, and then, what are you plugging? Um, you know what? I'll, I'll plug again my um, episode of the BoJack Horsepot I was on. I don't plug that enough. I only did it once. I should just keep doing it because it was a lot of fun. And Kirsten's great. She was on recently on here. Uh, also, episode 50 of The Hobby Boys was just recently. And we, at this point, the first episode of The Best Ofs should be out. I know Gagan loves still the good best for it. Yeah, so check. I'm still waiting for it. It's not as good as Scott and Paul's, of course. Um, hopefully next year we can have Paul uh, be the guest for our best of. <laughs> yeah, that'd um, be I'm great. sure we will. But I, 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 mean, I promised. Uh, I also promised a big announcement last week. I don't know if you remember that. I don't, but go on. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> you could have pretended so it sounded like this was actually this had some gravitas behind it. Um, but we, we, there was a huge announcement last week. Actually. Oh my god, that's right! Oh my god, I've been <laughs> yeah. waiting all week. Yeah. Tell me, tell me. Um, we are starting a Patreon where we will be covering the OC. Oh, wow, bi that is big news. Bi-weekly, of course, because we don't have a lot of time and we are busy people. But we we have a lot of stuff that's going to be happening on that Patreon. We're going to be covering the OC. We're going to be doing a couple other podcasts. There's going to be like four podcasts available for like $3 a month. So go check that out whenever you guys have time. This That, that stuff should not be out until June 1st. So when that happens, go for it. Click away. That where uh, is that where the Swifty Boys will be located as that, well? Eventually, that will be where that will be located as well. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yes. All right. I can't wait to invite myself again. You'll be back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then I have some devastating news to go with your big news. It, last week, I needed oh, a no. new show to plug to you, or it might have been two weeks ago, and I chose the Save by the Bell reboot. And between then and now, it has been canceled and I have to blame oh, no. you, Brendan, for not watching it when I told you to watch it. Instead of watching that, I watched Sex Lives a second time. And that was and already renewed. Uh, it's my fault. So I'm still going to plug it. I'm still going to tell you to watch it because it was my favorite show before it got canceled. And it is an injustice. And I think everyone should still watch it. Show NBC's stupid Peacock app where they went wrong because everyone still wants to watch Saved by the Bell reboot it is so funny so good the cast is perfect and i'm gonna i'm never gonna shut up about this now this is my new goal in life to get this show renewed on another platform so that is my only plug this week besides uh, my twitter handle which is maddie fresh 24 and then is at ruppy puppy the hoppy boys are at the hoppy boys pod and uh that's all i got that's so all I got, baby. that's it so Everyone can join us next week where we will have another great guest and we will talk about season two, episode 15, Gone with the Will. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Lonely boys. <laughs>